Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Midweek in Gaming podcast. And what do you know? It's been a big week in gaming. I'm in to go up for episode 78.5 for Mon- uh, Wednesday. Almost through me. Whoa, Wednesday. Jeez. Oh, the 4th of May, 2022. In this week's show, we'll be discussing Elden Ring. Elden Ring? And more Elden Ring. Woo-hoo. Let's get on with the show. Elden Ring. I never played Elden Ring. Ah. <sighs> you can find all of our links in the description or at bigwigpod.com. So what are we doing? We are doing the Elden Ring spoiler cut slash review finally after two months uh swinney how are we breaking up this review so we're breaking it up the first half will be just more of a formal review where we will have no major spoilers there might be some light spoilers here and there but mainly regarding just how we thought about overall concepts and mechanics and things like that so if you you don't want to be spoiled that there's a new type of flask in the game, then don't listen to this review. There's um, flask in the game? What? There's flasks <laughs> in the game? Uh, we, should have a spoiler, we should have had a spoiler button where it goes... <laughs> <laughs> just, just mute me for the rest of the podcast. Um, and then the second... <laughs> just to be safe. The second half will be the spoiler chat where we... There's no holds barred there. It's... it's uh, it's extreme rules, it's extreme spoilers. We will be talking about our builds, how we play through the game, our favourite quests, our favourite, like, some of the coolest moments, our favourite locations and bosses and story and lore and whatever the fuck else we want to talk whoa, about. Whoa, yeah. Whoa. I'm going to put this warning up whenever people break the rules. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Did you mean to misspell it? Did I spell Spoiler alert. Do you know what's better about that? Because you know it's real. <laughs> you know that I made it then. I, I'm impressed that you got a pretty close approximation of the font. That's pretty cool. I'm like debating whether I boot up Photoshop and it could crash the whole stream. No, <laughs> no, spoil- no, 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 no. Spoil- this is better. Leave, spoil- leave the spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I feel like from now on we're going to say spoiler Spoiler alert. <laughs> but so, yeah, like maybe, like, let's jump into the, the intro. So, uh, Maybe we can give the overall, like, as the most minimal spoilers mm-hmm. version of it. Because <laughs> I'm a telling game. you, Mike I'm... is going to spoil it. No, I'm not. <laughs> a I'm little not. bit. I'm a little gonna, bit. I'm not going to spoil it. Okay, okay. <clears throat> so Elden Ring, PC, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, mm-hmm. Xbox Series X and S. So wait, like, that actually made me kind of uh, stop for a second. So even on the mm-hmm. Xbox One OG... You can play Elden Ring. I haven't mm-hmm. seen anyone play it on that. Yeah, just like you can play on PS4. Mm. Wow, that'd be intense. So it came out in uh, the 25th of Feb, 2022, mm-hmm. after a small, tiny little delay. It was just yesterday, wasn't it? <laughs> this this <laughs> yes, review is very like on time. Yeah. Mm. Well, no, but like, you know, we didn't want to rush it like other yeah. reviewers who didn't finish the game completely, mm. didn't clock the game completely. Had Unbelievable. To it, had to literally... Get platinum slash the equivalent all achievements on Xbox to be able to fairly review this game. Yeah. So do you want to first like just sort of give a state of play as to you know, you know our lineage with the Soul series? How many hours did we beat it? Did we clock the game? All sure. that kind of stuff. Maybe we- also introduce ourselves in the meantime because we forgot to do it at the start. Oh yeah, we did, didn't we? Oh, <laughs> well, I'm I'm <laughs> As always, I'm joined by. Mike. 
Hello, people of the internet. And Swinny. Who's that, Swinny? That's this guy. No way. Let's do it again. Man, why is this... Re- I'm always so confused. I know. I am always... I know. Even when I say weird. to myself, i got to point this the guy. other direction. Oh, yeah. I did it at first go that time. No, you did it the wrong way. Um, <laughs> no, I just said I'm going to do it that way. Whatever it is, I don't care. So maybe I'll open the bag. So I am the least experienced with the Souls series. I've beaten Dark Souls, played a little bit of Demon Souls, and, you know, we'll go back and play all the Souls series, apart from Soul, uh, Dark Souls 2, because that doesn't count. Uh, Sekiro, all the real Souls games. For audio and... listeners, that is a load of shit. That's what that is. I thought my expression on video wasn't enough. I need to verbalize that. Yeah, it comes through the audio waves. So I played it on PS5. I played it at launch. And I think I put in about 70 hours. And I just actually booted it up again last night. So I hadn't played it since basically launch. How about you, Mike? Respectable amount. So I have experienced with all the Souls games, and I mean all of them, including Sekiro, which I think Swinny technically means I have experienced one extra Souls game than you have. You've experienced two extra Souls games than me. Two? Actually, three extra Souls three? games than me. Yes. Which other ones? He, he is better oh, yeah, than... He didn't play the... the- Mike, remember, yo, he is better than people who play Bloodborne. Hey, we haven't gotten <laughs> up to mining yet. He's I've never played it, I've, but I've he's got clocked a, it. I have a spe- it. I have a specific note about that. Don't spoil yeah. my section. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to spoil <laughs> your section. You, thank you. I would like to, however, <laughs> say on jokes aside that he is he, that guy, they. Swinney, they are way more <laughs> experienced in these games than I am. I reckon, and better at them too. So. Well, how, think, how can we PvP, PvP, well, PvP? No. All the the proof is in the pudding, and the pudding is the fact that he he did it as with Soul Level One in Dark. That's Dark. true. Hey, I right, don't right. have that achievement. Let's agree with that. I don't have Let's that agree with that. He that is the best achievement out of the three of us. So he's totally, yeah. absolutely. I I've I'm been, not even kidding. I've been scarred by competitive multiplayer against Mike in the past. Um, he wins everything. If it's not a fighting game, Mike is just like freakishly adept at every yeah, game. FPS, no, no, but FPS is in particular. He's a freak of nature. So, so back to the Souls games. Uh, so I, I got this one on PS5. Um, and the correct platform. Well, yeah, I'd say so because the frame rate was ever so slightly better. Throwing bombs early. What's going on? Sheesh. Just left to this people on xbox uh <laughs> him and his star trek t-shirt no, yeah uh, it's it's may the fourth be with you <laughs> so so uh so yeah i've been playing it since launch and i think all up it's actually probably closer to 160 hours about 155 i think ish oh, well, i lost track right. so, somewhere between 150 and 160 um <laughs> i think more towards 160 I trusted you two days ago when you said 150, so... That's, yeah. Uh, well, I, I thought it was that, but I'm pretty sure it's more closer to 160. Now, how do Regardless, we know? 150, 160 gives a shit. It's a lot of Maybe he's not there. played any it's, of these It's basically, games. literally, an entire week worth of playing the game every day, 24 hours a day, if you look at it that way. There's that's quite what, sad, 164 hours in, in a week? 144, right? No, 164, I thought. 168, isn't it? This is a deep analysis people came to for Elden Ring. So Swinney's played it for a week. So he's actually played it for literally over a week. Well, let me me talk about it. Over to you, Swinney. (laughs) Tell us about your experience. You want to talk about everything. Let me just read what he's done. (laughs) We've done a poor job here. Let's start the show again. So I beat the main game 
and I didn't do like a, all of the side quests, obviously. Whereas Mike, you I've done beat the main game and pretty much done everything. I w- I think literally, yeah, everything there is to do. I think I uh, we'll, we'll talk. I think about some of the finer finer details that way. But I'm pretty sure. So I've got a plan in a minute. Um, and I've got all the talismans that I know, having now looked hey, at the wiki. Hey, remember, we're not going to get stuff. into spoilery stuff. No, no, this isn't spoiler. I'm just saying I've got everything there is <laughs> spoiler, to basically spoiler. get. Now, now spoiler, Sweeney, spoiler. this is why I told you that no matter what you say, no, he I, is going to spoil things. But I don't spoil anything. Saying this talismans in the game isn't <laughs> okay, a spoiler. Okay. You, got, you uh, got pretty much everything. That's all you need to say for this yeah. section. Yes. So other than the things you can't really get in a single playthrough. Okay, so I am very experienced with Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3. So I have no experience in Demon's Souls, Bloodborne, um, or Sekiro. Now, what they were alluding to is that I have very high insight into many of these games. Insight, which is, you know, just by saying that is obviously means I know quite a bit about Bloodborne. So... Um, I've watched a lot of that content because I've never I never had a PS4. So what are you what are you doing, Mike? What are you inter- put on my forehead? You're just messing with the show. What I'm listening. Doing? All right, okay, that's, okay. That's it. That's Spoil- it. All right, we've got a spoilier counter. Spoilier. Okay. So he's right, already given right. one spoilier. I'll, I'll forgive that. Oh, so right. <laughs> I know I know a lot about the games that I haven't played simply because I got so obsessed with the Dark Souls games, but I never had a PS3, I never had a PS4, so I never got to play Demon Souls and Dark- and Bloodborne. But because mm. you're a huge nerd, and the reason, <laughs> okay, thank you, <laughs> and the reason why I haven't played through Sekiro yet is just that I haven't just it hadn't felt right. Like I'm like, okay, I'll play that game through that game eventually. I know a lot about that game, but not as much as I do as those other games. Yeah, man, you so, got to turn the spa on. You got to get but, the champagne ready. You got to get the loot right. going. When it comes to <laughs> all right, when it comes to the Dark Souls games, though, I've played through them countless times. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dark Souls One especially. How many times? Uh, most... Ballpark. Maybe about twenty times. Whoa! I believe that. Yeah. That's crazy. How, what's the highest so, new game plus count that you're at? Because this is on different formats. I'm guessing. Oh, uh, I don't. I haven't gone up to like new game plus seven or anything. It's more. Oh, okay. I think I've I've gone up to plus three before, but that's, oh, yeah, that's cool. the those right. I've gone. So, but Damn. so that's basically. And I put a lot of time into this game. I put probably about 180 hours into Elden Ring, playing on Xbox Series X. So that is, uh, yeah, I guess that covers all three of us in terms of what we're playing it on and how much we played. And I just like Mike, I essentially did everything I could do in one playthrough um, with a couple of things that, look, we can't explain, but there's, there's things where if you don't do it, you miss it. You don't know it, you don't know mm. it, you know. So like which like, one, for example? I'm not going to talk about that because that's a spoiler. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So close. So 400 hours all up, Swinney. Um, combined, yeah. Combined. Sekiro always makes me nervous because it, that seems so hard, that game. There's ways to cheese this game to a degree. Yeah, you can't really cheese yeah. that. You can't really cheese Sekiro. So. But maybe let's just... Can we just like call out at a high level before we do any more spoilers? Hmm. Uh, maybe the TLDL version. Do you, do you recommend this game, Swinney? Oh, no. Nah. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> of uh-huh. course I recommend it. I don't think it's going to be for everyone, but I think that I would recommend this to probably... 80% of people play games. There's a, there's a small group of people that just it won't appeal to. But this is, to me, out of all the FromSoft Souls-like games, the most accessible. So mm. I think it would be something I recommend to many people. How about you, Mike? That was kind of your cue. 
I recommend it as much as I would recommend Snoo Snoo. So, painful, but really good. <laughs> Can we just put him a point on the Spolier counter just for that? <laughs> Why? I'll accept There's it. There's no spoiler in Snoo Snooing. I'll accept oh, it. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Spoiler too. Uh, yeah, I, I echo your sentiments, Winnie. Uh, but I'd probably go further. I'd go, you know... If there's only one open world game you could play, I think it would be fine if this was it, you know? If this was your only choice you could make, because it kind of, it touches on mm. the awesome combat. Oh, I'm getting a little bit spoilier. <laughs> um, <laughs> Saying it has awesome combat, I don't know. I don't know no, but I'm already thinking in my head. <laughs> um, and just the, the nature of the open world, it's to me right up there with all sort of other open world games. Yeah, it's just it's absolutely to me a must play game. It's a it's a generation defining game. I do wonder in ten years time how it will stack up. But which generation though? Because it's across multiple generations. I was and you played I, it on I, PS4. Gonna, so I I was going to say I it on PS5. Like, what are you talking about? The PS4 copy of it. No, I played oh. PS5 copy. You ended up okay. I, I was going to save the, well. I was going to I was going to save this line for the end, but I think it makes sense for a TLDR, mm. which is. The industry needed this game. It needed Ooh. a game of this yes. caliber. And that's yeah. a lot saying someone from, you know, the Assassin's Creed ilk. <laughs> All right. Well, yes. So that's the TLDR. Strongly recommend. Do we say strongly recommend? Highly strongly recommend. You just spoiled the end of it when that's we were fine. going to recommend or not recommend the game. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, now Spoiler, we're g- please. <laughs> we are going to go into different parts of the game. I think it's going to be ultra light spoilers. That's what we're aiming for, yeah, Mike? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, right. I'm going to be good, man. I'm going to be good. The, well, you've already got two. two. Spoilers are absolute bullshit that I received. Well, this was meant whatever. to be zero spoilers, the first segment. <laughs> So it's like you've already breached through. <laughs> All right, let's get on with it. Uh, so world design, Swinney. Yeah, so I thought that would, given this is an open world game and it's from software's first open world Souls game, I thought it would be good to kind of just talk about... What, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> it's, it's a spoiler for past games. I feel like um, this is one of the few episodes you probably want to watch the video just because yeah. of the antics. So just talking about... How they, you know, how they approached it, an open world versus the content and the areas that are more traditional for what a Souls game would be. So, just kind of talking about what we felt, I guess, worked there. Did we feel mm. the balance? You know, this is such, it was, they had such a task ahead of themselves in terms of this doing an open world game and they went above and beyond. So, I don't know, Mike, what do, what do you reckon? How did they approach the open world design? Extremely well, I would say. So, it's it's truly a proper open world. Um, it is restricted in some ways. I wouldn't <laughs> go so far as to call it a Metrovania kind of game, but there are certain parts. There are what there are certain parts where the world design obviously re- restricts progress through certain means. However, it also does actually uh, leave you the ability to get to certain areas by bypassing things mm. that most people I think will feel would have they have to do but the reality is if you kind of look around and scope the place out there's ways of bypassing a couple of major sections in the game um therefore i don't know if this is a spoiler or not making certain encounters optional 
so so I think in terms of the world design, it's fantastic. Um, w- one thing that I, um, it, it's 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 not it's not a, a gripe about the game or anything like that, but there are certain areas that felt a little uh, repeated in in some ways, and I'm I'm mostly talking about the concept of the ever goals. But it makes sense in that kind of a game that you would repeat certain things like that. And I think, um, you know, some of the catacombs, for example, I think were not necessarily... Because they're not repeated in terms of the level design per se, but as a concept and as a way of reusing certain elements, it did feel a little bit like after, you know, the 10th one, I'm like, all right, here we go again kind of thing. But at the same time, it was a really cool reprieve. Is that the right word I'm looking for? Reprieve? From the open reprieve. world, reprieve because it felt more small and structured, and um, and I think it was it was almost I was almost looking forward to them sometimes, even though I knew it wasn't going to be anything super different. It was kind of cool because it was something different. Mm. Yeah, it's it's ever jails, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, ever jails. Yeah. So I didn't like those. I sort of ended up skipping them all because it, I don't know something oh. about it was just like. I don't know. There's something about I just didn't like about the way that they executed those. I'd sort of go in, beat the boss. I'm like, okay, yeah, like you get an okay. I mean, that's all it is. Times. Yeah, that, that's literally all it is. It's just a slightly tougher encounter it, on it, a one to one. It's one of the few things in the whole game that almost took me out of the game. It made it feel more like a game than a world. Um, but outside of that, it, it's so hard, right? Like you guys plumbed this game. You know, every facet of it and everything like that. And we all started mm. playing it blind. Obviously, you guys didn't play it blind late in the game. But, you know, we all started playing it blind. And I mm. I wasn't going to go through everything the first go. So you've got to cater for folks like me. Mm. It's like keeping it interesting as you go through. But then also folks like you just having that depth there. OCD. I, I think Gotta for the most everything. part, they did like an amazing job. Like an absolutely amazing job. But I do stand by... I think the game is just unnecessarily lengthy. Like you just didn't need all of the content. Like they put it all in there and it's kind of crazy, but you know, and I know we're going to cover this a little bit later. So I'll sort of like, uh, you know, go back to the, the world design. But the one thing I wanted to loop back to was uh, the open world nature. And when I came into this game, it was just kind of like, okay, I love dark souls. Thought that was so awesome. I'm going to go into this game. Don't want to know too much about it, right? Hmm. So we mostly skip the trailers and everything like that. And then, you know, you're going in the open world and it's like, okay, cool. This is very similar to Breath of the Wild, a game that I love so much. And then you get up to these legacy dungeons and I'm like, holy shit. Like, these are full on, to me, Dark Souls level dungeons as well as open world, which is the fairest criticism of Breath of the Wild that... They've got this awesome open world and no dungeons, effectively. You've got these mini dungeons. But but this game, I don't know, what what did you guys think of the legacy dungeons? I yeah, absolutely loved, loved them. You go I, first, Winnie. Yeah, for me, I I love what they did with the open world, but um, and we'll get into kind of the, the game size part discussion a little bit later, but to me it was quite telling that the moments that I was enjoying the game the most was when it felt closer, when the level design was closer to what the Souls games were. So that's essentially those legacy dungeons. And I think it's just because that design, um, and we kind of we kind of scoffed at it, but it's true. It, it links back to the almost like a Metroid, Metroidvania philosophy of, 
unlocking shortcuts and, mm. and gaining access to things that are then going to allow you to get further into those, those areas. Now, it's not quite, you know, in-depth in that, but it's that's something about just kind of learning an area and clearing it out and the, having layers on top of layers in those areas that you don't get really with, like, an open field that has a, some cliffs and... Yeah as you said, like the Everjails and things, which, you know, that content I, I liked, like a lot of those, for instance, a lot of the things you got from those had really good lore in them. And that's mm. why I really appreciated getting, getting those. But it is, that is where it is much closer to other traditional open world games. When you've so essentially got things on the map that are like, okay, we're going to put an Ever three Everjails in this area. We're going to put two Everjails in that area and so and so and so. But when it comes to Legacy Dungeons, that they would easily my favorite part of the game playing mm. through those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I agree, too. yeah. But what what I think I liked, sorry, Intigot, is is that it had a mix of all these different elements that you could enjoy. It had the open world, which is a different type of gameplay, I think, to some extent, especially because you can use Torrent. Not a spoiler or anything, but it's it's a you know, a horse, effectively, uh, that that you can ride. Um, and it changes the gameplay quite a bit as well. I actually didn't use them all that much. I did most of the thing on foot. Really? But it is a different kind of feel to to the game. Um, but even within that, there were certain areas where you're like, how the heck do I get up there? Or how do I do that particular thing? And there, were, and there was an awesome sense of exploration within that. Um, that was quite a, you know, a bit of a stark contrast to getting into uh, a hero's grave, for example, and the little puzzles that are involved in that. Um, and again, it just felt different as a mechanic almost, um, which once again felt completely different to some extent uh, to the legacy dungeons, which me personally, I also enjoyed the most, I think. I, I love the, the structure of it. I love the way they're really thought out. Um, a lot more carefully, I think, than than some of the other parts and enemy placements and surprises around every corner and that kind of stuff. Um, and then stuff like you know the the Everjails, it's, it's like an optional thing that you just do as a a completely different experience, just a one on one battle. You know exactly what you're up for. It's a surprise what kind of enemy it is, but you know the kind of thing you're up for. It's pretty straightforward. And what I think I loved in the end is just the richness of the different experiences that you can have within that same game. Mm. Yeah, like one thing that I did not like was it's not the catacombs. I don't, I don't believe it's the catacombs, but without spoiling it, um, you know, at the start of the game, there's a section you can go through and there's sort of something that can just kind of one hit kill you. That's what we were mentioning. He said hero graves. Yeah. Oh, the they're hero called graves. hero graves. I didn't yeah. know that that's what they yeah. were called. Sorry. I think those things are in the hero graves. I yeah. hated yeah. those things. And I, like, I, I wish you could get an item that just kills them. Right. Cause it pissed me off so much. Should, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. No, like, yeah. They, they, look, there's yeah. ways to deal with them, but I There's ways to like, deal with it, but not just to get rid of it completely. Like well. every, every single time, any single one. I don't think there is a way to get anyway, it. Let, anyway, let, yeah. I think... I, I'm not yeah, allowed to say anything anyway. I, so. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I think... I, I didn't initially dislike them, but I think that they are frustrating experiences. It's, it's, they can yeah, be, it's yeah. just boring. They weren't like, fun, I think yeah. that's the thing. It's not fun. Yeah, that's a good way to yeah. say it. It's just not fun. Whereas the rest of the game I found so fun and enjoyable and engaging. And then I get up to these bits and I'm like, oh, it's like a grind. Like, after a while, I was like, I'm just going to skip those. But that's the benefit of the game, in my opinion. It's just like... Yeah. It's optional. This Like, for me, who, you know, I'll skip over lore and story and all this other kind of stuff. It, the game still gives you so much. And it sort of... It doesn't 
screw you over if you miss those things. Like the amount of quests that I just didn't understand <laughs> and just like stuffed up or like didn't get through, but the game doesn't really punish you too much for it, uh, but it rewards it, you if you it, do yeah. go through it. You know what I mean? I kinda, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like some of the items you get, I think are really yeah. worth doing the quests for, but it's funny. because Oh, I totally you- agree. But I, I, I actually appreciate that they allow for both possibilities. It's mm. like, they give you an incentive. They give you more if you do more, but in, in a case like me, where I stuffed up some stuff, it's like, Okay, you just don't yeah, get as much, and that's it, yeah. that's fair. Like, still satisfying. Again, not spoiling it, but there's an area that you know Mike and I we, we played at launch. We weren't checking things. We we're playing it blind, so we we're just bouncing off each other. And we're like, "How do you get to this area?" And we're going crazy about it. And in the end, it's related to a quest, and you got it. And I'm like, "Ah, oh, see, yeah. I stuffed this up, so I can't get up there now." And I like, only figured spooky. out how to get there purely because it's part of the quest. Yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't have figured it but out. That's, I, that, like, I love that. I love because like the game kind of teases you, like you can get there. Huh. And I, I literally tried for four hours. I reckon, like scaling yeah, same. around. Same. And, I did it at the start. Yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. trying to going around. I'm like, where the f? And I find I found the area underneath that certain area, mm. and I'm like, it's got to be this way. But it wasn't by the time I cleared everything, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, but I think that emergent that really cool. kind of gameplay and also the stories in your own mind, you know, like getting back to like the design of the open world, as you said at the start, there's parts that you can skip. So it's not sort of like mm. you have to go, you know, world one, two, three, four, five, and like let's be real it feels like 80 percent of people skip ahead almost by by quote unquote accident and everyone feels like wow i'm the only person in the world that figured this out <laughs> you know i'm a genius <laughs> and it's so obvious it's so like structured in a way to incentivize yeah. you to do these things and it's so and it, clever it it's does so clever. the game even guides you in a certain yeah. direction of where to go but i would have <laughs> i because i think you went in a totally different direction than i did at oh, the start yeah, yeah, of the yeah, game yeah. and you can Definitely. and i I know, I mean, you can go south, east, or northwest kind of direction right off the bat. And the game kind of obviously hints that you're probably in the wrong area because it's a little difficult. Um, but even, you know, certain other areas are pretty balanced, even at the start, where you go, shit, am I supposed to go this way or this way? Mm. Eh, go whichever way you want. It's yeah, up to you. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, let's get into gameplay. So, combat, Swinney. Return of the Souls combat? Mm. Yeah, very much. So, for me, look, and this is, a lot of people say this, this game is like a perfect mix of the previous FromSoft Souls games. Now, obviously, it's not as far into the Sekiro kind of combat as the others, but it at least takes elements of that. Mm. And uh, obviously, you know, Bloodborne and the Souls games. Um, but it's definitely closer to Dark Souls 3 to me. It's definitely, this mm. in another world could be called Dark Souls 4 and people wouldn't question it simply mm. because it, it it is the closest to those games. Um, and But yeah. it, look, all the, all the Souls games have amazing combat. So it's kind of like there's, there's not much negative to talk about when it comes to how they've designed it. The only thing that I kind of, and it's not a negative, it's more I've just seen the trend across the Souls games is, um, so they've got something called Ashes of War in this game, which are basically weapon skills. They were called Weapon Arts in Dark Souls 3. That's not a spoiler. You, you and your... your <laughs> hey, two, neither were my two. two. Oh, <laughs> to you, yeah, no, <laughs> you a mechanic. He said Talisman you, and you said Ashes of War. Oh, it's these are, these are the mechanics, same. these are mechanics. It's a little anyway. bit of the same. Nah. Um, so you could always describe it without saying Ashes of War. I said... 
you, anyway, you 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 live in your spoiler world. We'll live in the real world. Um, <laughs> so <funny> basically, <laughs> to me, they've started across the Souls games to get a bit too over the top in regards to the weapon skills. Like mm. the, but the thing is, I think that it's more appealing to people. So I think it's the right choice for them to, you know, some of the some of the stuff it, like. It, pretty early you can get access to stuff that's just crazy in terms of your characters flipping around everywhere and if you think back to Dark Souls 1 the mo- the craziest kind of attacks you could do to um, enemy dude that's distracting come on <laughs> um, the the craziest attacks you could probably do in Dark Souls 1 was like a spinny attack with a with one yeah, of the, that's true. the yeah, attacks yeah. so it's kind of to see how they've kind of progressed and gotten more away from not that Dark Souls 1 was real too incredibly realistic in this combat but it was much more grounded whereas you can just see that they've gone really in this far-fetched direction but it's not a negative it's just more an observation and maybe it's just my personal preference that I kind of think they went a little bit too far but it's it, some of the stuff is amazing that they've included in this so you I, know this is a super clumsy analogy but it kind of makes me think like Dark Souls 1 reminds me of something like Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, where it's like, you know, it's super solid, like everyone's plumbed, like all the different things you can do. And then, you know, like like the the series evolved to a point where it's a bit like Marvel versus Capcom 2, where yeah. there's just so much extra shit in there. And then for a dummy like me, like I didn't take advantage of everything that I could. Because it's just like, to me, it's almost like too much work. I'm like, oh, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, as you guys knew, and I won't say what weapon, but I picked up, like, the effectively the strongest weapon, theoretically, you could get near the start of the game, right? I guess I could say it like that without spoiling it. And then I'm like, all right, I'll use this weapon for the entire game. And I'm still using it in New Game Plus, <laughs> like, because it's like, I, I still haven't been able to respec my character, all this other Damn. kind of stuff, so, mm. yeah. But um, I love the combat in the Souls games, like, Dark Souls 1... Mm. To me, that's the biggest defining feature of the series. Like, even more so than the the actual sort of mechanic of Dark Souls itself. Like, the trade-offs you have to make with... Are you going to try to push forward to get, you know, your souls back? Or, you know, go to a um, bonfire to, you know, make sure that you're effectively using your souls instead of losing them and stuff like that? And just actually touching on that, is that... This is kind of the appropriate section on that, right, Swinney? I actually feel that in Dark Souls 1, and maybe it's so much easier because it's you've got that puzzle box. That's what it feels like, the world. That, you know, the bonfires, where they lay them out, it's like, it's always on the teetering on the edge. You're like, oh, Jesus, where the hell is a bonfire? Yeah. Or like, they even have secret ones that you find. And you're like, thank fucking Christ I found this, right? Yeah. I can now use these souls and like level up. And I need to level up. I don't think this game did that anywhere near as well as Dark Souls. They were too generous, I would almost say. Like, I think, yeah, I definitely shouldn't say how many there are, but it was like a crazy amount when I saw how many... You can if you want. I don't think naming it is a spoiler (laughs) in and of itself. There's a lot of... of, uh, A lot. uh, Sites of grace, right, in this game. Okay, bonfires. I still call them bonfires while I play. Bonfires, but... Whereas Dark Souls is very limited. And that, that tension that you have between I'm dying, I need to go back to get the stuff, it just wasn't there for me. No. It really wasn't. Like, the- a little bit at the start, but then after a while, 
it, I don't know. It just never really felt like I, I lost 150,000 runes. I'm like, oh, well, whatever. Like, I'll yeah, just keep that, going. And I'm like, that's crazy. That is absolutely one. And look, I don't think it's necessarily a gripe about the game. It's just that part of the reason why Dark Souls was what it was, was that risk reward element. And I feel like this game didn't really have it. Um, and there's multiple reasons why. Number one, it was really easy to farm runes. So there was always a, a fallback. Eh, I lost, like, I lost 400,000 or something at one point. I'm like, who gives a shit? <laughs> well, they're, they're so easy to farm. That's a lot. For, for a really vast care. majority of the game, that is No, no, but towards amount. the end and stuff, it's like, whatever. You literally don't care anymore at the end of the game. Um, okay. Well, if you don't want to yeah, level for up. For the vast majority, absolutely, that's quite a lot. But this was towards the, the end of the game where I didn't, you, I didn't care about it as much. Well, one level at whatever level I'm at now is like 600-something thousand. So <laughs> it's not even a level of something. But you're right, um, Mike. Like, can I just elaborate on your point? It, you're 100% right because it, I think it's actually more the farming element. Farming is intentionally so easy in this game. And it's obvious that the developers did it like that. Mm. That to me, it actually takes something out of the game. It did. It did for and me, yeah. I'm actually very mixed on it now. Like I, I kind of look mm. back and think, I think it would have been, I would have actually f- been more frustrated and it definitely would have made the game less accessible, but I think I would have enjoyed it more if they Same. removed it all. Because if you give me farming, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Like, I, don't have I actually didn't do it I'll that do much. It. Right. But yeah. it did help me out like a little bit in a few spots where yeah. I'm like, you know what? Just for self-confidence, I want to grind up a few levels to totally. go, I'm a little bit more powerful, right? But and by the I'll way, it's in. still, it's still, I mean, you know, it's typical Dark Souls. It's still balanced that even though I can have 50 vitality and I can have 60 decks and 60 this and 60 that, I can still get smashed in two, three hits by certain things. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, actually yeah. still balanced in that sense that, yes, it helps you quite a lot. Yeah. No doubt about it, but it's not like, oh my god, I'm invincible now and no one can do anything to me. Um, so, so I think that that is probably one one thing that pros and cons to it. Um, a, another thing is that, and back to the risk and uh, and reward thing is with the shrine, uh, the not the shrines, the statues of Marika, Marika, the that's America, the, right? the correct Marika, the correct pronunciation. Um, so it's an element that that is in the game again. I don't think it's a spoiler. It's a game mechanic that is worth talking about. Um, basically, they're near certain key parts of the game, and if you die, you have the option of spawning back there as opposed to spawning back at the last site of grace mm. that you're, you're at. And they tend to be near very tough encounters quite often. So there's very few times in the game where I've had to run all the way back to a yeah. boss or worry that I'm going to lose all my all my souls, uh, my runes, because, you know, you're just going to respawn there and then you can quickly go grab them again. Um, and look, I appreciate that mechanic and it's your choice to use it. The problem is I will use it because it's there. Mm. <laughs> and I almost wish it wasn't in the game. Now, the related to the gameplay, I think, and I've, I've mentioned this when we talked about it on the podcast before, it's... And it's related to combat, it's re- related to Ashes of War, Spirit Summons, etc. Is the game gives you choice. Mm. It gives you choice as to whether you want to respawn there or you want to give yourself the hard mode and respawn all the way back. It gives you choice whether you want to farm at what is obviously a farming spot that you can actually reach really early in the game when you mm. think about it. Um, it gives you choice what ashes to use, if you want to use them on just about any weapon, 
because you can, because they let you do that. Uh, spirit summons, use them if you want, make them OP if you want, or don't. Totally up to you. Now, the reality is most people will probably go, yeah, I will use it because, you know what, I want to be powerful and all that. But you don't have to. If you want to actually give yourself that sense of fulfillment and not feel like you're you know, cheating, in quotes, then yeah, don't use those things. Don't use the most powerful summon. Don't even use any summons at all. Do it all by yourself. Don't even summon other people and, sh- and shit. You can totally do that. And I love that choice, I think, ultimately about the game. Because what did you think about that, Swinney? Just the that, that you know, that trade-off that's always been classic in the Souls series. As in, with spirit summons? No, no, the tension of, um, you know, losing rune souls versus, like, going back and grabbing them, you know, I spending mean, them, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's different in different parts of the game, right? So the open world, it's very easy to recover anything because mm. you literally just run past and grab it on, on a horse. You know, mm. there's, there's no there's no tension at no. all there. And as you said, especially in the open world, the Sites of Grace or the Bonfire equivalent are so... They're everywhere. So basically, mm. you're, not, you're never going to be too far away from, from where they are. Um, and I also agree that in the Legacy Dungeons that they didn't... There's only a few that I'm like, oh, that side of gross was a little tucked away, but mm. the rest were pretty clear on you. On, if you explore, if you explore a little bit, you're going to find all the sites of grace yeah. in, in those those areas and plenty um, of them. Yeah, so th- that is that is an element that I definitely miss from the older games. You know, if I think back to Dark Souls One. If you think back to Sen's Fortress, you know, like mm. the, the, the bonfire after you get through the massive thing of Sen's Fortress is hidden at the top. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, cool. yeah. it's wild. It's like almost like anti-game <laughs> design. Assholes, but it, I love it. But it's, but it's so memorable, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. so memorable. Yeah. There's nothing like that in this game at all. Like, but that, that's, that's where I'm kind of almost coming from, that some of my most memorable uh, experiences in Dark Souls 1 was like desperately trying to go, where the hell can I go? Like, I'm yeah. like going to die here, right? Yeah. Whereas, it, I don't, I, and I'm not a very good gamer, so it's not anything to do with that. It's like, I just didn't get that sense very much in this game. You yeah, know, likewise, it kind yeah. of felt a bit disposable. Like I'd lose a lot of souls. Like even with the bosses, I'd just go in and lose all the souls first go. Cause I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Like there I were times wanna... where I didn't even bother picking them yeah. up. I'm like, yeah, Whereas, it's good. It takes too long. Dark souls one, man, I'm going back for those souls. I need those souls, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. and I like, it's quite funny to think that that was almost one of the defining characteristics of dark souls. And to me, it really is lost in this game uh, mm-hmm. to a large degree, but do you want to get onto the character building Swinney? Yeah. Just look, we don't need to spend too long on this. Cause we can talk a bit more about, the characters we built in the spoiler section, we're going to cover that at the <laughs> yeah. start. But um, what I wanted to mention about that was just the sheer amount of build options mm. there are in this game. Again, choice. Um, it's probably, out of the, the previous games, a lot of the fans thought that Dark Souls 2 was probably the best in that regard in terms of viable builds. This is just, this floors everything, just in terms of just the crazy stuff you can do. And, the you know, it's not like they've, they've added a new attribute but basically it's pretty similar in terms of the design of of how you build your characters it's just that there's so much more out there there's so many more weapons so many more like ashes of war and weapon skills and they've, they've had so many um new spells and the what they call incantations in this game that it's just kind of wild and mm. just you've seen like i've i've watched quite a bit of people on youtube in the souls community 
and there's people that focus on making pvp compilations and it's just they're gonna have content for years from this game it's kind of wild the the fun builds you can do um so big big congrats to fromsoft for nailing that because i think that that's that's what really is the longevity of the pvp um seen is having variety so even for, really even for pve though i love the variety in it because i i mostly played as you know some builds um but i tried heaps of different weapons um i mean i don't know how many off the top of my head but i experimented with a ton of different ones and farmed materials to be able to upgrade them to make them viable um just to test them out and play with them and that's what I enjoyed about this game, that I don't really feel I did that as much in the previous games. I tended to stick to one or two mm. things, and that was it. Whereas with this, I'm like, yeah, I'll try this thing. This thing seems cool. I'll upgrade it, and I'll play with it for a while, and it's cool in certain circumstances, but it's probably shit in others. But I just loved experimenting and trying stuff out, and mixing and matching, and trying a certain weapon with a different Ash of War. And I, I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the fact that I don't I don't play PvP at all, but even in PvE, it's really fun to just experiment and try different things out. So No, I totally agree. It was really cool. Because like for me, it sounds so dumb what I'm about to say, but with Dark Souls 1, I didn't even kind of know there were builds really. Because it's like I was just basically doing, I guess, quality build, right? Like going through it, which I think is like the most basic, but also the most obvious and probably just one of the better ones to just do right it's actually not obvious the first three or four playthroughs i did not even think yeah. about doing quality so yeah that's but, interesting but yeah. what i want to mean is like if you look at the surface area of all the builds it's sort of like there's just some that are just like pretty clear like that's probably the best direction to go whereas with this i look at it and like oh I'm, you know i want to go back i want maybe even play the game from scratch as more like mage or something like that. Mm. Whereas I, w- I just wouldn't think of doing that with Dark Souls 1, like at all, right? Like, whereas this, I feel like, you know, in a, you know, kind of classic fighting game terminology, they're just trying to buff like all the things that are weak and then like do as minimal amount of nerfs on the stuff that are maybe a bit too overpowered. Because even some of the stuff they've nerfed from like 1.0 to now. I agreed with 1.04. <laughs> one i think it is up to now but it, it, it they've nerfed stuff but it's still like still some of the best summons some of the best weapons even though they've nerfed them some of the best uh ashes of war, war exactly well. yeah, yeah exactly and that's i think it's ultimately intentional but they just don't want to make it so super op that it just dominates everything so huh. yeah and do you want to cover any of these other mechanics Sweeney? yeah the only thing i'll mention is we talked about the ashes of war i they give you they give you so many in this game, but I feel so that I still feel the system's a little undercooked. And I think part of that, you know, first I was saying obviously some of them are over top. I was saying that earlier, but I didn't use so many of them and I'm thinking I just wish there was a way maybe some weapon types could have two, like a primary and a secondary. Yeah. Because there was no point like the weapons that I was using, which I'll talk about later, just it just made no sense to use anything else other than those unique weapon skills that they had. Uh, so okay. I'm looking at all these Ashes of War thinking, man, some of these seem cool and sure I could go and try it, but I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. So like, and I'm already spent 180 hours in this bloody game. So I feel that the system, I feel that they can still really innovate on top of what they've done here. And it's only the, really the second game that they've really gone all out on it. 
but I think there's more that they can do. So. Okay. Well, without use, without spoiling yeah. it, like some of the weapons, you just can't use the ashes of war, right? Correct. Yeah. So I found myself into that spot, so I couldn't use the ashes of war. So and because I committed to this stupid idea of I'm going to take this weapon from the first bit of the game to beat the last boss, which you know in the spoiler section we'll cover why that's that was a little bit frustrating. Um, but yeah, I never got to use them because of that. And it, that, why not though? What do you mean? As because you can't remove it from certain weapons. Yeah, yeah but I mean, you can use skills. it on that particular weapon if you upgrade that weapon. No. Obviously, I, well, mm. maybe I'm wrong. Is that wrong, Spinny? Yeah. I, I think some weapons, legendary it, weapons, you can't use Ashes of War on them. Yeah, Ashes of War, but they have their own. Well, sorry, yeah, yeah. That, that's right. But they have their but own ability that's basically an Ashes of War like just for that hundreds. ability. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. So I couldn't try them. Like, and I agree with where Spinny's coming from. It'd be good if it's like. You could put it in the secondary spot and it's yep. like weaker or something like that. Yeah, like that would be yeah. useful for me because yeah, I'd be like, oh, cool. I'll try some of these other ones. But because I just couldn't and because I had this commitment to this. And a lot of the weapons, to be fair, like that are useful. You can't do this. You can't replace the Ashes of War because they've already got really good ones. Yeah. But but you tend to. So all the unique weapons that have a particularly unique um, ability, I'm going to call it an Ash of War just for that weapon that's unique. You can find an equivalent similar weapon that you can attach a different Ash of War to. And I, I did always play with multiple weapons on me. So, um, you know, there was there, there were a couple of weapons that I'll talk about later, so it's it's not a spoilery, that had unique abilities on them. I think but the point sorry, the point I was trying to make is that I want to use that ability, but on I want different I would like to be able to try other ones yeah. on that same weapon, possibly. Yeah, right. Like yeah, as yeah, a so secondary ability. Yeah. But but what I'm saying is and I agree that would be really cool, but I'm saying for example, there's there was a katana that I would use with a with a specific Ash of War that was just for that katana. But then I had a different katana that I applied whatever the hell Ash of War I wanted. And honestly, sometimes I got confused. I'm like, shit, which one do I actually have equipped? And until I used the Ash of War, I don't know, because they felt exactly the same to me. Mm. Same moveset, looked similar enough that I, w- I almost got them confused. So my workaround for that was I would just swap to a similar weapon that I could apply whatever I wanted to. Um, one thing that I really, really liked that was kind of clever as well is you can... Uh, it took me a little bit to figure out that you can put a no skill weapon uh, uh ashes of war on a shield <laughs> is that a I'm spoiler la- that's no, that's maybe a spoiler i'm laughing because i could see into god's face and i'm like <laughs> i knew he was like lining that up well i feel I'm like his face. it's a minor thing that eh, no, but that's, that's a gonna... discovery thing right because like i was the same yeah, as you okay, when i figured it out thing. i'm like sorry oh, that's probably that's so useful. it that's was really useful. useful it was really cool yeah, so yeah. like again it's about mixing and trying these different things out and i can't i i actually experimented with a bunch of different ashes of war across multiple weapons i i played around with with i wouldn't say all of them but i reckon i played around with a good 50 percent of the ashes oh, of war there's a good section um, where we talk about our favorite weapons and our yeah, builds. Yeah, we'll, so we'll in our can i can so, i bring up what i think is awesome for me who doesn't like to play these games online hmm. which is the spirit summons I love the spirit yeah. summon systems because I I don't like playing it online. I don't play co-op. I don't play PvP. I don't play like PvE co-op or anything like that, right? But the spirit summons to me is almost like effectively a little bit of that it flavor is. to it. It is. Totally, yeah. And it totally makes the game easier. But again, yeah, it's definitely. options and I love that. And I do feel like some of the bosses 
it's totally in like they built them around the spirit well, summons as well. There's there's a, um, there's a point we're going to talk about regarding that. So you mean with a certain boss or no, just bosses? Like we'll we'll get to there talking about spirit summons and bosses. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but I agree, it definitely makes life easier. But I found that to me was because that's like completely brand new to the Soul series, right? Like, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean they they've had some elements before, but nothing on this level. No, um, you could summon individual NPCs, but that's kind of it, really. Yeah, comparable to this. Yeah, I loved it. Like, it, honestly, it was one of my favorite parts of the game. There were certain summons that I had that were just my tanks. It's like okay. You got to tank it up for me. I'm gonna start attacking from behind. <laughs> Try to you take the aggro away from me. Um, and, what about craft? You gone? No, I was gonna say what about you? You finish your point. I was gonna ask about crafting. Oh, that's what I wanted guys... to get to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What about crafting? Which I like literally used like zero times <laughs> in the game. Whereas I use all the time. Yeah, you uh, said that. I remember when I went to for, your place. For, for, craft, for crafting arrows, for crafting throwing knives, for crafting buff items, for wow. crafting healing items. I'm somewhere in between, but I'm more more towards Intergod. I used yeah. it for healing and getting rid of poison and the old minor yeah. things like that. Some of the some of the best items mm. in the game are in that crafting menu. That, mm. um, and some mm. of them you get you'll get a few out in the world, but there's there's a reason why people there, there's a whole meme out there about a certain item that people like. Oh, that looks like a rare item, and then they get it, and then everyone's disappointed that it's a certain item. Yeah, that's because people haven't even looked in the crafting menu to see what you can use with it. It, I, it I, makes certain some leaf. of the be- it makes some of the yeah. I'm trying not to say it. Um, it makes some I of the best Id- items in the game, and it's limited, so it's mm. like it's. But I completely understand why people wouldn't use it. It is the like it's really veering close to almost like your standard open world game design and yeah, it's very like potions non- in skyrim or in yeah i never use them same as in the witcher but it's very non from soft like and it's but the thing is that what i found it was super useful was for those reasons that i'm like well i'm picking all this stuff i better use it and not only that but i'm using bows all the time mm. and this is a really good way to just mm. replenish stuff because you can only hold a certain amount on your person at a time I can just bump that up whenever I need it as in an emergency. So, or like when I need them. What I found a, a bit annoying about crafting is there were a few items that I wanted to craft, but you had to farm yeah, yeah, yeah. the ingredients. There was no way to buy them anywhere. Whereas other things, you mm. could kind of buy some stuff and you could do that. Um, and one of them was the the lucky foot, I'll call it, that which increased your... your um, well, it wasn't the lucky... It, well, it's not called that. But there's a certain item that increases the, the number of yeah. of runes you get. Um, <laughs> and the only way to get that is by farming certain things. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, I wish I could just buy it so I don't have to waste my time waiting for chance to give me that shit because it's a waste of time. But anyway, the the one thing um, to, to move on for the crafting well, thing wait, is... Can I, can I just say like the yeah. final bit? Because to me, it's like I'm a business person. So I'll just go buy my items... You know the the poison, all that kind of stuff. Eh, there's so many sites of grace everywhere. I'll just like get my health back. I, I think that's the thing. Like runes don't feel expensive in this game, so I just go, oh, yeah, I'll buy ninety nine arrows. Yeah, whatever. I don't really care. It, it, it's like more efficient to be like the communist, like Sweeney, same. I, that's but, what I do no, as well. Yeah. No, what I'm talking about is you can only hold ninety nine. So there's times when I'm nowhere near a site of grace and I've used all. 99 oh yeah, I'm just like, yeah, I'm not using ninety nine. Like yeah. you like shooting the yeah. bosses and stuff like that. I just yeah, like I, I I 
like I'll talk a bit about my build later, but yeah. I used a lot of arrows, let's just say. So. Was there anything else on gameplay you wanted to cover, Mike? Uh, I think... Oh, okay. No, just the, the the flask of wondrous physics, um, which I personally don't didn't use all that much. I oh, used really? it. I used it sort of per encounter, wow. per, per major encounter. Oh, so yeah, you used it all the time. Yeah. Then. Well, no, because at a certain point, I because I was experimenting and trying different mixes and stuff, I ended up kind of not using it anymore. And then I'm like, oh shit, I have this thing, <laughs> uh, which makes again is another way of making your life. A little bit easier in certain circumstances. Um, uh, another quick thing is obviously you get a map. So markers, um, you know, little aids like that, I think are quite useful. So that there's there's little, um, there's two two things that you have. One, which is normal markers. And I think you get up to 100 of them or something. Um, and there's different types of markers, like different little icons you can place mm. just to rem- remind yourself uh, where things are. Um, they did patch npc locations um in a more recent patch so initially when the game came out you had to kind of put a little marker for yourself to try to remember where someone was whereas now they actually do appear in the map as long as you've seen them in in that playthrough and what i actually really liked for some reason just the concept behind it is when you put a um uh, the actual markers for for a location like the little pins um when you it's this big streak of blue light in the sky but when you yeah, get to it yeah, it disappears yeah. like it fades away when you're next to it and i there's something about that which is kind of cool it's like a little touch where you don't have to go to your map and get rid of it it just fades must, away must have learned that from assassin's creed hey yeah, that, was, that was from breath of the Wild. <laughs> so. i would have no the disappearing one as well from assassin's creed yeah yeah i think the assassin's creed copy from breath of the wild right oh, let, totally. let's move on totally. let's move on mm-hmm. <laughs> let's go to the topic that everyone's been waiting for difficulty mm. who wants to tackle this first i let me just say up front so this is my overall thoughts on difficulty yeah um, go on i have the floor. Bit more to, i have a bit more to say about bosses which we'll get into after this that's why it's kind of like flows into it for me and i'm not everyone's definitely going to feel this way if you take full advantage of all the new mechanics they've given you this is the easiest souls game uh. if you Limit yourself and don't take use, take advantage of them. It, there's many parts of this game where it is the hardest. Mm. So it's and that this links. That's why you know I kind of it's the hardest. I, I stopped you. It's yeah, the I stopped. That's why I stopped you talking about bosses and spirit summons because when we get into bosses in a second, we'll talk a bit about how they've balanced things there. But overall difficulty, not just talking, not talking about bosses. Um, I think this game is easily the most accessible. There's definitely some spikes. There's definitely areas you go to the where some of the enemies are way more difficult than you'd probably expect given the proximity to like the starting area of the game. But overall, they had such a huge task ahead of them to balance the difficulty of this mm-hmm. game, and I think they did really well. Can I have my opening monologue and then I'll go yep. to Mike's opening monologue? My opening monologue is... Anyone who says it's not a hard game, fuck off. It's a hard game. But it's not an NES hard game where you can like try to beat Battletoads and play it every day for a year and some people will just never beat it. Same as Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. But I feel like this game, if you are dedicated and you want to beat it, I genuinely feel 95% of people can beat it. If they put themselves like... And that might be a lot longer. Like I'll probably take longer to beat this game than you guys. But if you dedicate yourself, you can do it. And if you get stuck, you can go to YouTube and get help. But like NES hard games, 
it's just skill. It's like you have to be good and quick and yeah. and twitchy. And I don't think it's as extreme as that. Um, but again, anyone who says it's not a hard game, fuck off. I hate when people say this shit. Like, oh, it's not a hard game. It's so easy and all this shit. It's like, no, it's a hard game. It's not impossible, but it, it's not NES hard. That's my perspective. How about you, Mike? No, I agree. It's 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 definitely a hard game. It's a hard game made easier through the mechanics that are on offer, but it still doesn't necessarily it, it doesn't make it an easy game by any means. It just makes it an easier game mm. than what the what the standard sort of experience is. Um but yeah, there were there were there were there were, you know, moments where it was it was almost harder with certain bosses and stuff than in almost any game other than maybe Sekiro where you really had to learn the the combat um there were also moments where you could kind of brute force your way through a bunch of things um which which is interesting so if i was to com- compare the this game to something like Sekiro the combat and the satisfaction in Sekiro was much higher for mm. me because it was very refined uh the one-on-one battles you had to really learn to do it properly the dance we had to learn the dance you really did and Mm. that combat was just phenomenal because i i I still remember to this day there was a certain boss fight in sekiro where i was trying and trying and trying and i kept failing and there was no way to switch the difficulty no way to really upgrade more or cheese it or whatever there's no spirit summon there was no spirit you had to to learn it you had to learn how to bloody deal with that particular yeah, boss yeah. and the movesets and everything that's what scares Whereas, me about the Sekiro by the way <laughs> yes but it was so satisfying yeah, when you did course, that that not even you know Dark Souls 1 or anything like that ever felt as satisfying as Ooh. that whereas with a game like this I have to admit that there was it's not that it was easier or easy or anything like that it just it wasn't as satisfying because you could brute force a lot of shit or you could go and Use a summon to distract the boss and then kind of just go in, trip away, come back, trip away. It just made things a little too trivial in some parts that I I felt I wish I had the self-control to not use summons and to not yeah. do things that felt a bit cheesy. Well, but bef- I could help myself in some parts. Before we get too much into the next section, like I want to touch on some of those things. Like, But going back to the game's difficulty, just in terms of the spikes versus, you know, how it progressed. Because it's very challenging, right? Like in an open world game versus Dark Souls 1, which is my reference point, which they know where you're up to. They have some clear roadblocks that they want you to like have to push through. Um, Whereas this, you know, you can tackle things in different orders. Just me personally, like I felt like like I'd heard, not like in explicit detail, but I'd heard there's some spikes in this game. But I like I I don't really feel like that. I just felt like late game, it, it you know if you weren't set up right, you'd get fucked over pretty quickly, right? And that was where I learned you know man, you need to amp up vigor like crazy, mm. like in this game compared to like Dark Souls. So I didn't have very much vigor for a while. I'm like getting stomped on, and I felt like yeah, when I rebalanced that, that was probably the best you know thing to level it out a bit. But how, how about you, Swinny? Yeah, I talked about this on the main show um, that I had a lot of issues mid-game. Like, I was breezing through the game and mm. then I hit a wall because I wasn't leveling Vigor. Now, mm. it wasn't because I, obviously I know how important HP is, but 
that's I'm I'm an experienced Dark Souls one player in the sense that that's a game where you don't really need to level Vigor no, much at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that I learned quickly at that point that the games are just different. They're yeah. just different. It's not that it's worse because of it. I wish I'd kind of thought that ahead of that, but obviously like I was blind to the game at that point. I didn't know how long the game was really gonna be. And I didn't know that like there's some enemies that literally if you don't level Vigar up a bunch, will literally one shot you. Normal enemies, normal attacks as you get further into the game. And at that point it's like clearly I'm meant to have I'm meant to be higher in this regard. Now there's people who can obviously do soul level one runs or whatever. Like I'm not talking challenge runners and people yeah, yeah. experience. I'm talking the average player. If they don't level Vigor, they will have a tough time. And it did make me a bit miserable because I had to essentially spend twenty le- the next twenty levels of my character I'm leveling that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's and right, whereas, yeah. and I'm like thinking, man, I wish I could level you know this stat and this I stat want this because weapon. that's yeah. because that's well, that's because that's what my character was. But now I'm like, well, clearly this game is not Dark Souls one. Yeah, so, yeah. And so I think for a lot of people, probably have a rude awakening like I did with that. Could I use that as a segue into the next section? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think so. Because I wanted to loop back to you know uh, Mike's point. Cause, like I definitely approached this like Dark Souls one. So like with the bosses, I was much more like balanced at offense, defense. And I remember you know Mike and I were playing a blind when it launched, and he, you know he was just like, oh, you got to be more aggressive. So, like, and with Dark Souls, you guys said when I first played it, because you played it like 10 years ago, and I played it fresh only a couple of years ago. Um, I'm like, okay, try to get in there and whack the shit and just like, you know, spam, attack, uh, uh, you know, and I just get destroyed. I'm like, shit, right? But honestly, with this game, there's times where I was just like, I won, I won, I won, (laughs) just win. And I'm like, this is not like a Souls game. And it felt wrong. There's times when I completely forgot there was a stamina bar. It's yeah. kind of like yeah. that's exactly. I overlevel stamina for sure. Like I look at my character, I want to respec it. I'm like, I'm gonna knock off stamina. Like I don't get into many situations where I'm like, oh shit, I'm low on stamina. You know, like I need mm. other stats to be boosted more than that, like mind and stuff like that. So I, I think it's a massive loss, like for me, like in terms of that balance of combat. Like it feels more aggressive, but then, I don't know, just maybe I'm just so shit at the game, but it became just like a punching match. It's like they're attacking me, I'm attacking them. I'm like, well, I feel like I'm going to... It's more Bloodborne-y. Bloodborne felt... I mean, mean, Bloodborne, that was the the expert on Bloodborne here, but I think that's a bit more like it's it's enticing you to attack to then get more of your health back, right? Isn't that right, Sweeney? Yeah. 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 But but I mean... Which is not like this game. it's It's not the same, no, but it's definitely more towards being geared towards being more aggressive yeah. than some of the other Dark Souls titles. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely felt like that, yeah. You, you have to kind of be more aggressive, well, yeah. Well, I, I cut you off before, so maybe let, let's bring it back to the Spirit Summons bosses. Um, the This is what I was really alluding to with the mechanics um, and the fact that Spirit Summons, obviously there's some key key ones that, if, that if anyone that has looked anything up about Elden Ring on the internet probably knows by now, mm. but it... I didn't say it. No, just... um, and but the, the unfortunate part is that the, the, when it comes to the balancing, there are many bosses that do seem to be balanced with spirit summons in oh, mind. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And for anyone that 
decides to not use them for whatever reason is going to learn very quickly that some of these bosses, like, especially late game, are so punishing that they do border, border on completely unfair if you don't use those mechanics. And I don't know how I feel about that. There is part of me that does want to go through the game without summons, but I'm kind of dreading certain things because I'm like, the designed around it, which I think is great because I think it's a fantastic crux that players that are struggling can lean on. But the, unfortunately, and I've, I've watched some really good dissections about this, it's, it is kind of almost at a detriment to the boss design to me in terms of their mechanics. Overall, I love the looks of the bosses and everything like that. Like, I love oh, the yeah. bosses. Yeah, but yeah, when yeah. it comes to some of them with mechanically, I just feel that... I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I don't think I like them as much as some of the older games in that regard simply because they're balanced around those summons. It feels like yeah. we're shitting on the game a lot. <laughs> no, 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 well, but no. being, being brutal about it's it. It's a fair, though. brutal assessment. Mm. And I think, I think that accurate. is what it is. It's all true. Mm. The, the, the fact that I, I played a lot of the, the original Dark Souls without summoning anyone else um, and having to actually then learn the boss. Mm. There yeah, were so yeah. many times when I, I remember going, fuck, I got to learn this moveset. Oh, and then he's going to do this. And yeah. this is going to happen next. And oh, should mm. I got to counteract that. And... There were times when you're like, how the fuck are you supposed to actually even be able to counteract this? And then you learn how to counteract it and you're like, oh, duh, of course. Mm. Whereas with this, eh, I don't even know if I remember half the movesets that they have because I just don't give a shit. Because mm. either my summons is going to distract them and I can just go in and do whatever, mm. or I just keep brute forcing their attacks. But one thing that I think, um, and it's sort of applicable to this topic and the previous topic is... Um, spamming R1, yes, you can do that, but there is an incentive to not do that, which is to break their poise, you have to use the heavy attacks. They do heaps more poise damage. So, so I spam my weapon up, that's what I do. So you can just spam your weapon up, which kind of breaks <laughs> that too, yeah. But but I mean, like, it's not... You get rewarded for doing something different or not constantly only using R1. And that was awesome, actually, because I find myself, especially with the first main boss in the game, um, that... It really, I was just using R1 and I'm like, man, this guy's just, he keeps just whacking me and there's no, there's, there's no way to just relax in this fight. And then I realized, oh, if I use heavy attacks, mm. oh, okay, I see, that's a bit better. And so, so there, there, there's things like that. But unfortunately, I did find that bar a few bosses, um, it didn't have that same feel of needing to learn. No. And not not all the way to Sekiro where you had to really learn their moves, but even some of the other Souls games. So, and I feel like that's a bit of a, it is a bit of a detriment, I think, to this kind of kind of game, and it makes makes it a bit of a shame because there's all these awesome bosses, and I don't even remember most of their move sets now. And one of the most controversial parts of the game, it seems, after you know people have really played through it, is the repeating bosses or like yeah. mini bosses, whatever you want to call them. I, I think, to be fair, like, I just have not played enough of the optional content of the game mm. to be frustrated. Mm. But as you guys have both, you know, finished the game, clocked it completely, uh, did you guys feel at some point it was like, fuck, like, is it the 12th time uh, I've seen this guy? Or? Not the top. No, no, I didn't. I didn't think it was, you know, the 12th time or something, but I definitely noticed there was a repetition in in certain mm. bosses to the extent that some bosses i wouldn't be able to recall their names because was it the something worm or was it the something else worm was the one located here or was it the one located over there like what, what was the difference mm. i don't remember 
Um, however, again, unless you're a completionist and you go everywhere, you're not going to have that experience. I think the most bosses you meet through the normal playthrough are quite distinct to a large extent. There are repeats, and I think that's. I think a lot of people have issues with the fact that some of let, let's talk the critical path bosses. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on which kind of because you can kind of veer off that critical path mm. a little bit, but there are times when things are repeated in a way that kind of almost undermines what would have been a unique experience otherwise. Mm. I actually don't mind as much. Okay. I'm Can of the opinion that these the bosses are cool enough that I'm happy to fight them again. Mm. Yeah. But I completely understand why people, specifically for those bosses that, you know, you think uh, like, okay, this person has law behind them or whatever. There's no reason. Why should, Why am I fighting that person again in, in like this optional thing, you know? Mm. Um but there's there's no escaping having to reuse some form of content, and I think in this size of game, and I mm. think they did it pretty well. I just think that maybe maybe they went a little bit too far for some people in that regard. Yeah, um, but it's I not agree. personally an issue for me. So. Yeah, I didn't find an issue either, but I agree. For some, I can see how it can be distracting for some people. Mm. Um, and there are there's different types of repeating enemies, if you could say that. There's certain um, like the the death bird. I don't even know what they're called. The the, the weird looking baby death birds. Oh yeah yeah yeah. That there's multiples of, and I think they only appear at night. And same as the night cavalry. <laughs> yeah, look, maybe one. it's a mini spoiler. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm not. I, it doesn't really. You don't know what the enemies are or anything like that. But oh, the, no, the night cavalry. It's a crab. So it's a crab. I'm trying, trying <laughs> so hard not to name. I'm trying so hard. Yeah. So there's there's certain there's certain bosses that that do repeat, and their move sets are the same and. I still didn't mind them because I knew that there'll be a, a nice little reward mm. at the end of each one. Um, well, but do you think it's a good time to move? Because you know the repeating is related yeah. to the size yeah. of the game. <laughs> yep. Um, I look like an opening statement from me. Like this game, it's an interesting one. I I think it's too long. I think it's too long. I, I still think it's an awesome game. I'd still give it a ten out of ten. Super strongly recommend the game. I just think if they edit like. It, it, <laughs> It sounds horrible, but I feel like just if they edited out 20% of the content, to me, wouldn't take anything away from the game. If anything, it would be like, holy fuck, like this is just firing on all cylinders. Like, whoa, how crazy good is this game? I don't think one person would say, oh, there just wasn't enough in the game if they cut 20%, like the the worst 20% of the game. Mm. Who's going to say it's like not enough? But I can't. I reckon you can't amount an argument if you cut the worst 20% of the game out, it just wouldn't elevate the game even further. But th- that's kind of my opening stance on it. But I only played like the main campaign. So, you know, the 70, 80 hours that I played. You guys played still a lot everything. For a main well, it's game, a lot for me because I don't right? have much time to game. But for a lot of games, that that's a lot. 70 hours is, I think, a lot for just yeah. the main campaign. I think even The Witcher, how, how, how many hours would you say The Witcher is when you just oh, do that's the pretty main, long. That's like 100, isn't main it? Main campaign. Is it 100? Sounds about right. Well, in the higher length. Yeah, I think, um, I think Witcher is probably one of the worst examples. Actually, that's can... probably the worst example, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Most games do not take 70 hours to complete. Yeah, like God of War is 20 hours, right? Yeah. yeah. That tends to be the case. Um, I do wonder, though, does it really take that long if you don't go 
if if you stick to the to the beaten path and you actually just do what the game guides you yeah. to be doing, but that's like, you can complete it just by doing that. Yeah, right? but that's like going, oh, I can complete Super Metroid in forty minutes if I know what I'm doing. It's like, so, yeah, like that's not how it works, though. Not, most people won't do that. Yeah. yeah, they'll get distracted and they move on to things and they yeah. check stuff out. And some of the best content in this game is in those optional areas yeah. as yeah, well. So, I I agree. I think that twenty percent is a is a good kind of figure for what what i have in my head like when i i think the first week i spoke about this game on the mm. show i did kind of mention that it look i didn't know how i felt about you know does this there's a swamp in dark souls 3 does this swamp in elden ring need to be 30 times the size of that there's a swamp in elden ring that's a spoiler okay i'll take that one oh. it, I'll, t- I'll take that one for <laughs> to get my point across but basically to get your point across good one but basically, the give them a point are, across. <laughs> there are there's times when I'm like, this area didn't need to be this big, mm. and yeah, it's yeah. it's beautiful to like you know to explore, especially on horseback and ride through it. But if you want to look at everything, then that's just adding extra time to it. And obviously, you don't you not you don't have to. But the game begs to be explored. Yeah, the 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 player shouldn't feel like it's their fault. That there's something that needs to be explored. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that that twenty percent is a really good number. I think there's there's certain areas in the game, especially later in the game, that definitely could have been cut in size and nobody would have complained. Mm. And look, like I've just started going back to the game, so I'm going through the fighting cowboy guide to just do everything, mm. which is like a like complete opposite way that I played it, which was completely blind and stuff things up and progress too far in the game i'm like ah, oh, i can't go back now damn it but um i'm i'm loving going back to it i have to admit like it what, what? sorry i was trying to steal the spoiler number away from it <laughs> oh okay um yeah i'm loving going back so i'm looking forward to doing all that optional stuff that i'd missed out but yeah again like i still feel like there's there's a little bit too much you know, like just extra stuff, extra fluff, there, but not there too is, much more, too much, too much extra. I'm surprised I actually finished this game in some ways, if that makes sense. Because any game like I, I still haven't finished The Witcher because of stuff like this. Because there's so mm. much stuff on the side that I just end up life gets in the way and I stop playing. Then I start again, you know, a year later or something, get to the same point, progress a bit further, stop again. Because I just there's too much. I put too many hours and I I can't just focus on the main campaign and i was worried that this game would overstay its welcome i really was mm. and it did get to a certain point where i felt man maybe this, this it's starting to feel like a little bit of a chore um because i'm i am going and trying to explore literally everything there is to explore and i feel like i really did literally explore everything that i didn't i i ended up looking at uh, um at the wiki right before i finished the actual game just to tick things off and whatnot and there were very few things that I actually missed. And I went, shit, okay, that's that explains why I'm feeling like the game is just a little too long now. <laughs> explains where uh, those 100, 160 And explains hours where the 160 <laughs> hours actually went. Exactly, yeah. Um, on a single playthrough, no less. Um, that, that New Game Plus was very short so far. I think I think that's a really cool way to put it, though, because even though I've, I'm adamant that you could cut 20%, and I, I really wish that there was an editor who was just like, bang, I'm going to cut 20% of this and make this like the best game ever which you know i think you know cut 20 percent of this game the right 20 percent. jesus that's 
I wouldn't wouldn't want to try to argue against it being mm. one of the best games ever because it already is almost at that level to me. Um, but you know, with that phrase that you said, even though I do feel like there was too much and it went too long, it never felt like it overstayed its welcome. Like I got through it 70, 80 hours, whatever it was, really loved it. And I'm like, damn, I'm going to come back to this. Because it's probably a good time. That, that's a good amount of time to spend into it. But if you if you think about the hours that Swinney and I spend, double that. Then yeah. you get into the territory of that's, that is yeah. too much. Well, no, but experience, like, even with the extra, it's sort of a bit like, you know, it's like a TV show, like a you know, 20 episode season. There's like two or three episodes you go, well, it would be great if they just cut those episodes because mm. they're shit. But you're not going to say the whole season's crap. Like, it, it could be 10 out of 10 seasons. Well, so. We've had a whole run of, like, talking shit about this game. I think we should probably talk some nice stuff about well, it. No, but we all like it, right? Well, yeah. but... We love the game. <laughs> but, we we, but we I... said multiple times, 10 out of 10 game. I love the game. We're nitpicking so much. I, I totally say this is a 10 out of 10 game. Uh, I was trying to segue into the next section, all right? Well, no, but I feel like this is Work cheating on the game again. Yeah, to so me... the graphics are pretty average. Um... <laughs> like a, I feel like you're trying to go, let's talk about good things. But I feel like this is actually the one criticism of the game. I think it's so valid that the PC version for a lot of people, not with shitty builds and stuff like that, still like can't run the game well. Like, so we're jumping straight into performance. I thought we were going to graphics first, but that's fine. That's fine. That's all good. Well, <laughs> you know. You, that's you're... what I was trying to... That's why I wasn't talking... Definitely not talking positive things about the PC version. That's for sure. Yeah. But even the PS5 version, like the fact that I had to go back and forth and go, am I going to play the PS4 version on back backwards compatibility versus the ps5 version and i went back and forth and, and I then i started playing, playing just play it. the goddamn game and then i'm like oh <laughs> shit okay i want to play the ps4 version i'm like oh i can't because i'm already too far progressed i'm like that's just yeah. annoying i don't need that annoyance i i feel so bad for pc players in this game oh, after yeah. i after i beat the game i could finally go watch because i watch lots of let's players yeah. and things like that and content creators in the soul scene i was finally able to watch them and they're all playing on pc and by god the stuttering is just so bad for people that are running on high-end machines and it's all happening in the same spots. Yep. There's even cutscenes with the bosses that is in real time and everyone, like there's even a reaction video that I could link to you guys at some point that shows it's stutter in the exact same spot for everyone reacting. Mm. Um, it's such a shame that, and it's still happening for a lot of people. Um, it is, it's honestly, yeah, like I think that's the biggest criticism I probably have of this game yeah, is agree. the fact that the PC version launched so you yeah. know in it's very still though state. no, but this is the thing. It's still like this. It's yeah. unacceptable, yeah. and it's it's really bad that you can genuinely say from a frame rate performance perspective, it's better to run it on the Steam Deck because Valve manually have patched the game to rewrite the calls that they're making. That's the fundamental problem. It's like the I way they're using that. DirectX 12 is wrong and they're not caching it. They know how to do it on the consoles, but they're not doing it right on PC. So there's no reason why the game should stutter, but because of the way they've made it, it does because they haven't built it pr properly. And it like, honestly, it's pretty much just like unacceptable. If I bought this on PC, I'd be freaking livid, man. On like, top of being hacked, if you play multiplayer. <laughs> yeah. I'd be kind of like, I'm kind of shocked that the game hasn't got more hate because like just the constant starter throughout the game would just fucking piss me off so much. I didn't experience that. I just had dips and slowdown and all that stuff. But... Yeah, but I mean, even on PS5, that is a pretty bloody powerful console. Oh, it, it does drop frames quite quite frequently. 
but you know why that is? It's because it's an amazing looking game. So yes, let's talk about is. the graphics. It is. <laughs> uh, it is a really pretty looking game in many, many sections. And there's very cool, diverse uh, parts of the world that uh, from, from an aesthetic perspective are also quite different. Um, parts that are very sort of uh, red in, uh, in their feel, parts that are blue in their feel, uh, yellow. It, it's, it's a very mixed sort of, I won't mention the the kind of area specifically, but I think from an aesthetics perspective, it's a very, very cool mixed experience. Um, and there were, you know, a few times where I stopped and I, I don't think... It, it's a really weird one. I don't think Dark Souls games were traditionally necessarily the best looking games, far from it in, in some ways. Um, but they were they were good. They were good. They weren't great. They weren't like some other games where I'm like, holy shit, like this the graphics in this particular spot are just mind-blowingly amazing. But there were really pretty parts of the game, really, really pretty parts in a lot of, in a lot of different sections. Um, and there were quite a few parts in this game that I would stop and just look at the scenery and even make my character sit down um, while, while doing it to almost role-play, looking at the pretty scenery, which is a bit nerdy, but whatever. Um, and, and yeah, I, I think graphically, it's a, it's a beautiful-looking game. Yeah, I, I think the trend really started with with Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3, where they really started to emphasize their strong points in the art design and create beautiful vistas, even mm. they're like looking to the distance, okay. And because that's if you look up close to the graphics in, in Elder Ring, you know, it's it's nothing special, but it's the whole package of what they uh-huh. do with the the tone and the colors. And just I mentioned this on the show as well, but I'll say it again here it's like looking at concept art when you look out to the horizon every time which is wild and mm-hmm. it's the setting helps that they're able to you know do crazy stuff like that but it is it's a beautiful looking game um i yeah i'm just floored every time i look at those you know running running along the cliffs and looking out on the horizon mm. so. and i do so just a quick one um speaking about the horizon unlike previous games it is really cool because if you see something in the horizon you know you can mm. probably get to it in this game mm. it's not just there for the sake of a prop and if you see like a castle or something on a cliff you're like man i'm gonna be able to explore that castle in a cliff and you do get to explore that castle on a cliff and i think that's a really cool experience i was just gonna say because it, it it reminds me a little bit like nintendo where it's more about the art style and the consistency of the art style and the execution of the art style that you know people were like oh you know back in the day oh, there's, you know, console does HD, you know, 1080p or whatever. But, like, the art style's shit, right? And I'd still prefer, like, looking at Yoshi's Island, which is, like, 24p. And I I would argue to, like, my death that that looks better than so many of these other games that people are pointing out, right? And I think, for me, it's, like, the graphics in, in and of themselves. It's quite funny that they actually commented about Blue Point's remaster, of Demon Souls and kind of like almost a nervousness about it. Mm. They literally came out saying, "Oh, they've they've set the bar very high. <laughs> We're not sure yeah. if we can meet that." Like, I think that's amazing they said that because I think the way the pure graphics look in the remake of Demon Souls on the PS5 is like the the pinnacle of the Souls mm. series. Mm. But I much prefer the art style in this game. And I I just I'm not as well versed as you guys, but when I played Dark Souls Remastered, so obviously it's a remastered version, but 
But I found the graphics in that awesome because of the art style yeah. and the pacing of the story. And mm. I feel like I've spoken more about Dark Souls than Elden Ring in this podcast. But, <laughs> you know, when you first get to Anolondo, it's like, holy shit. Like, mm. it's a, it, like, I didn't know. I was playing a blind. I'm like, wow, this is fucking incredible. What the hell is this, right? And, I, you know, I felt like that in this game. San Alondo, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it, like, straight away in this game, like, you get into the open area and you're looking around, you're like, whoa, what the hell is this? This is it's a, it's a game full of Anolondos. That's what it yeah, is. <laughs> yeah, it's like so many of those vistas and there's structured moments, especially late game, where you can kind of look back at the whole world yeah. and you're like, holy shit, like, I was over there, man. I had this experience there and, like... Like, the graphics for me, like, it's like a 10 out of 10. Like, I don't need it to be, you know, uh, what do they call it, 4K. You know, like, like everyone talk about Ratchet and Clank and things like this and these type of games. But to me, it's like, I care more about this. Like, give me a 1080p that's got the best art style and execution than the highest fidelity, you know, door that's in a game. It's like, I don't really give a shit about that. But uh, the sound, Swinny, the sound. Look. I'll try to make this a bit quick. Some no, you don't the, need to make it Some quick. of the boss music in this game, some of this boss music in this game is incredible. And yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, FromSoft have really picked up, um, especially Bloodborne, was really where like, they just went all balls to the wall with their, with their boss music. But this, this game, and I'll mention what boss it is in the spoiler section, because cool. we'll, we'll likely talk about that boss anyway, has... Hey, I'm alluding to it. I'm, I'm, I'm hyping it. It was just a quick one. It was just a, just a tip. It has my favourite <laughs> track in any Souls Ooh. game. So I think I know which one might be. It. Yeah, I absolutely love the music in this game. I, I was ready to go to war when someone's like, oh, I'm so sick of the intro music to this game. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like, when I booted up, so my experience is like, got this in day one and... I don't know how many weeks did I play it for? Like two or three weeks, four weeks. I don't know. And I haven't played it for about a month. And as soon as I booted it up again, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm ready to fucking go. I would, no joke. I would load it up and then go grab just a leave. drink while it's sitting yeah. there just to make sure it hit the crescendo before I hit load game or whatever. So. I listened to that way too many times though, because I would often um quit the game just to go back to to the menu and then i'll just leave it there for a while and then the game would just be sitting there for half an hour or something it's running. hype not necessarily because i i really love the song it's just what what would happen so i heard that way too many times <laughs> um but the music is fantastic although i still have to say that some of the the um some of the tunes from from some of the other games are still more memorable to me if I was to kind of like the, the you know that the one that goes dana 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 you're gonna get a copyright strike anyway in the spoiler chat there's the certain yeah the certain music from from the previous ones that I think I, I are a little bit more memorable for me but um but the the dynamic music was also really cool because yeah. obviously it's an open yeah. world so um as as you you go go into battle you you get that that intensity building up because of the music that dynamically plays and it's been mm. flawless it just fits so perfect and it fades away so perfectly when you're out of battle and stuff like mm. that 
Yeah. And probably the last thing before we move on to our sort of final thoughts before the real, we can pull off the, the spoiler. Woo! The sp- spoilier. 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 Better get your spoilers like. in before it's not. The, the, the classic, you know, PS5 versus Xbox. We don't actually really care about these kind of stuff. You guys own both of those consoles anyway. I own multiple copies of the game on all yeah. the platforms. So. But it's, it feels like play it on console over PC. That's the the... Most important recommendation. Whatever mm. your platform is, grab it. The ultimate way to play it currently, it's got to be the way that Swinny plays it. Xbox Series X, playing it on a OLED, LG, C1, lowest <laughs> input lag, and then it's got that variable refresh rate. Although I don't know, with the variable refresh rate getting patched into PS5, I don't know if there's any tests out there with how that currently works on Elden Ring. Yeah, that, yeah, they, the in, Digital they Foundry have already posted a video about it. Is it better it. in theory? Because you get naturally the higher frame rate. I think there's some issues with the way that they're doing variable f- refresh oh, rate on the okay. PS5, which is classic Sony in this domain <laughs> versus mm. Microsoft. I think it works fine for Elden Ring. So I think technically it's better, but it's not as seamless the way you set it up and turn it on oh, and everything okay. like that. And it doesn't work for all games. It doesn't work for Gran Turismo, the VRR. Yeah. Like, See, on- how is that possible? Honestly, like though, yes, I noticed the frame drops. I didn't give a shit at all. I on it. I did not care. I played it, and at a certain point, I didn't even. It didn't. It wasn't even a thing to me anymore in my head. I was just playing mm. the game. You know what I mean? It wasn't severe enough to ever distract I definitely me. noticed it. I definitely noticed, I noticed it. it, but it never, ever distracted me throughout the 160-odd hours. I mm. I had one moment where it dropped for me. Obviously, VR mm. is kind of like, it's not technically 60, but whatever. I'm yeah, looking yeah. at it. Smooth. Saves a lot. Yeah, the yeah. only mm. time it ever dropped for me was I had like, three dragons at once attacking me and it's just <laughs> absolute mayhem and i noticed like that slight i'm like oh that was that was weird. that three frames of <laughs> that drop was weird for a second this game is shit oh like i it was i think for me like and i i don't really understand it fully but for me when you go into performance mode to me that should just be 60 like do drop everything oh, you need to do should. to keep yeah. it sixty, right? Yeah. And I still yeah, okay. don't understand why that's not possible. Like it feels I, like a choice, and it kind of pisses me off. I wonder. I don't know if this is the case, but I mean, I'm assuming this is an engine. This is basically like an enhanced version of the engine they've used for like set. Yeah, it's from right? engine. Yeah. And I just say. wonder, maybe just. It's just like a little outdated in that regard that they maybe couldn't get everything they needed out of it, even though these new consoles are really powerful. Maybe yeah. it's just the engine holding them back. I don't know. But I, I think it's something that you see in a lot of games now. Like, we thank God we're getting to the point where, you know, people can preference 60 frames per second performance versus balance modes. But mm. I just think the definition to me, performance equals 60 frames. Yeah. Solid. Like, yeah. drop everything. Drop the resolution, drop the textures, drop... You know, just have a, a, a grey box version. <laughs> Drop the pants, exactly. All right, well, let's get to the final bit before we go into spoiler spoiler territory. True spoiler territory. Uh, other thoughts? Other thoughts, Winnie? Yeah, look, the only thing I kind of wanted to say is... Um, look, there are some things that I think they could have done a little bit better. I don't... Probably I'm going to list them all because I feel I've been a bit too negative. This yeah, let's episode. keep shitting on the game. Yeah. Um, 10 out of 10. Like, <laughs> there are things like... Um, they're, they're like, pay, you can give me a point for this. You can give me a spoiler point for oh, this. There are, there are like painting puzzles, right? And yeah. they, they just... I like those. 
I liked them, but they just felt very out of place for a FromSoft game. Oh, it felt weird as hell. Mm. Yeah, and it I felt think that weird. And they fit like they Mario Odyssey did that, which was cool. But it was Zelda did it. Breath of the Wild did it. That's what it felt like. It felt like they're trying to copy Breath of the Wild. And I was just like, "Hmm, yeah, I don't know. So there's certain things like that. And it was a treasure hunt. And for a quality of life, I wish they would have done, um, even if it was a talisman or something. A Um, what? Oh, ah, zing! Catching three, up in the final three. You've already, you've already said the word. Doesn't matter. Me. Doesn't matter. You still right, fine. Give me yeah. a point. Spoliarated. Have it I still was... not got any spoliers? Okay. Well, I think you had. Was even if it was a talisman, I wish there was a oh, way. Oh, what a talisman! Oh, give him <laughs> this, another one. <laughs> this show is not long enough, Mike. Just keep dragging it on. Was you feel like there... it's too long? Crafting, crafting a lot of the crafting materials you get from wild animals out in the world, and while you can pick up materials when you're on torrent, I just wish there was a way that just for those wild animals that you just kill them and it just automatically gets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love those kind of items where it's like you do something and it's like magnetic, just sucks it in. Give me that telescope. But also guaranteed drops, not. Well, it's just like. No, not guaranteed drops. Just these items that are just literally, that's the only use for those wild animals other than flavor in the world. Just just don't make it so I have to turn around once and every time. Yeah. That's a good call. That's a good call. That's a very nitpick. That's a big nitpick. Yeah, Yeah, it's a nitpick. Mm. I just need to get off my chest. But yeah, do we want to go through story and lore? Yeah, go go swing. I think that. I think what I was just the reason why I put this here was just for anyone that didn't want to watch the other thing um, part, just maybe just giving our overall like TLDR on um, if we liked what they did and, or didn't. That's all. So okay. I did, but I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Can I got I, yeah, it, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I didn't get it. Dude, just like every other Dark Souls game ever. So. But I felt that Dark Souls, I had no fucking clue what the hell was going on at all. Yeah, this is like, a bit more like clue pretty much game. zero, like mm-hmm. literally zero, like all the stuff at the end of the game. And shit's going on fire and stuff. I'm like, what the like? I don't. I have no idea what's just happened. And I love mm-hmm. this game, right? At least with this, it was more like watching a movie and you're kind of going, yeah, there's something there, and I just don't really understand it. That's mm-hmm. how I felt because I wasn't reading all the stuff. I listened to. I did listen to the the dialogue. I didn't skip the dialogue this time because I usually just skip the dialogue. I'm like, shut up. But even get, if you do, it's, you you need one of those boards. Like you're hunting a silly serial killer or something, and you gotta yeah. stitch together the connections. And this character had a particular line that talked about this other thing, and you're like, oh, but, of course, that's what that means. And but I'll, I'll say like this, Mike, that I've subsequently watched some lore videos, and it's like, oh, I see how those pieces fit. Hmm. Whereas I've watched lore videos for Dark Souls, I'm like, so like, that's what? what the game was about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that's a pretty massive difference. That's a no, pretty you're massive right. difference. That's a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's my, definitely easy to understand. Yeah, my still esoteric. thoughts is um, because I'm very, even the Souls games I haven't played, I'm very familiar with the lore and stories of them. This is easily my favorite lore that they've done in the game um and i have no idea i know that the very broad out strokes were done years and years ago by george R. R. Martin, who we haven't mm. mentioned his name at all um spoiler. so if, that's not a spoiler there's so you know if there's any credit goes to him for some of the cool overarching ideas then yeah. cool but obviously a lot of the smaller details are done by FromSoft and and miyazaki and i just i love learning about this world and there's 
the unfortunate part is some people aren't going to get that experience because they don't realize that the that law is hidden you know especially people mm. that have never played a souls game um i saw a youtuber that what are you doing Mac? <laughs> i saw a lore i saw you know. a youtube video or at least someone like reacting to it that was basically of a person who never played the souls game before saying well i came up against this boss but i didn't understand their backstory i would have cared more if they said told me their backstory and their backstory was there it's just that they didn't they didn't go well, and yeah. explore it and yeah. they didn't they didn't read they didn't pay attention and i'm that that's the unfortunate part is that some people will probably not realize that because, yeah, because it, the backstory was on an item that was in a cave well and this, you had to read the description yeah, of this no, no in this in this case without, without spoilers it was told plainly to you but you just mm. didn't fight if you just didn't find it and mm. so there's but that's what I do love about it. I lo- that's what I love about the Souls games is that it gets the community to band together. You you learn the bits and pieces you learn through your experience and then you fill in the gaps via replaying the game or mm. hearing other people talk about it. And it's such a wonderful way to learn a world. Mm-hmm. When it comes to a story, I mean, these games generally have bare bones plots. We're not talking a plot here. You go there and you do that thing. Mm. It's about the world. That's super rich about. world, super rich mm. lore. Yeah. Buckle story to some extent. Uh, And I was just going to say, Mike, that the thing that I love about it is where people are so adamant about their analysis of the law. And for me, that's almost like when you know you've hit a winner. You know what I mean? Like where it's like people go, but look at these five things and this is why X is is Z. And then someone comes back with, yeah, but this says that. And, <laughs> and then, but that's like obviously the intention of yeah. the artist, right? And it's yeah. funny how people fall in those traps and not realize the the ambiguity is kind of like inherent in the art and on purpose and intentional. But to me, it's like, like I still don't really understand the Dark Souls one law and story, but to me this is just like leagues ahead of it because it also it just explains more of it, but without laboring it. Like I'm yeah. definitely the kind of person that like you give me too much story, I'm like fuck, I'm over it. Like I, I get a bail on this game, right? Whereas this was just like perfect. It was like enticing little bits. It's like an eighty hour game, right? It's probably easy to balance it out, but mm. it just felt like. When a new, you know, part of the story was unveiled, I was like, oh, oh, you know, shit, like this character's come back. Whoa, what the fuck's happening? It, mm. it was really, really cool. And I definitely wouldn't say this about Dark Souls, but I would love, love to watch like, you know, whatever it is, an HBO Elden Ring series. Like that to me would be fucking cool. Like mm. that to me is like the way to do it. Like you could just go deep on different parts of of the show of the game i think i know i'd like i really hope they do something like that it's like probably the rare era these game launched that they could actually potentially do that so well we're gonna wrap up our final thoughts and i guess we we have Mm. to do a couple of things yes one Mm. is to decide individually how we feel that this game compares to other fromsoft souls games Mm. obviously the ones that we've played or we're comfortable with and also, where do they go from here? So, so I'll bring up the tier list now, but <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no tier list, no tier list. All right. Um, Who goes first? So, go swim. Uh, you want me to go first? Yeah. Um, 
honestly, I'm still trying to figure this out. It is, I've gone <laughs> back and forth on Elden Ring so long. Uh, when I first started, like the first, say, 20 hours, I was like, man, this, this is the best game they've made that I've, I've ever played. Oh. And then as I started to see some of the cracks, you know, mm. some of the flaws that we brought up throughout this, this long review. Cracked pots. It, it, it kind of, you know, it, it brought me brought me back down to earth a little bit, but then definitely finished on a high for me. And, and in, I hadn't seen the best parts of the game at that point as well. But honestly, I don't know. I, I definitely can't place it above Dark Souls 1 yet. Um, I feel as the years go on, Maybe, you know, as the more I watch and the more I watch other people experience the game and the more I learn and discover about the lore, the more I love it. But just, I think it is just flawed enough that Dark Souls 1 is still the bigger masterpiece for me. And I think Elden Ring and the other two Dark Souls games are going to fight it out for a while. It's a very good chance it'll it'll end up being being that second place for me. So, But so uh, can I just yeah. ask you quickly, just to clarify, because like masterpiece is like, yeah, it's it's so interesting what the words we're even using, right? Yeah. In terms of just loved the game, which one, you know, and it's still fresh, but which one do you feel like you loved more? I still think Dark Souls 1. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. About you, um, but the things I still, oh, I was just going to say, like, I still have huge love for the other two Dark Souls games, so yeah. it's kind of, it's really tough for me, but yeah. Well, sorry, maybe sorry. I'll go because you played them all, Mike. Uh I, I just like I literally cannot go past Dark Souls because to me, that game has no fat for me. But I lo- well, actually, there's some areas which are pretty shit actually. But it's more like edit five percent of that game, maybe three percent, right? And the puzzle box nature of that game and how tightly it's so integrated and interwoven, and just the fact that that game, although it was building on the shoulders of Demon Souls, it propelled things so much more and there was like really important changes in dark souls i like i just think like dark souls is like a top 10 game like of all time and i don't see elden ring supplanting it to be honest so but it's yeah like i I, i'm actually gonna look forward to going back to the other souls games to see then for me like because i feel like mm. wow their bars so high elden ring and dark souls one it's like as other games come in like where do they sort out like dark souls 3 and bloodborne and stuff like that because you know people are like bloodborne hey best game ever so it's like mm. gonna be fun to go back and play them how about you mike uh no it's gonna feel like i'm just copying homework here but i totally agree with you guys i think at the start, absolutely. Man, this is the, the best Souls game ever. One of the best games I've ever played. And it still is one of the best games I've ever played. But when I let the dust settle, it felt like Dark Souls 1 was still a better overall experience. And I also need to put into the context of, much like you know a game of some other year, um, to remember what it was like when I first played Dark Souls and to remember the experiences that I had when I first played Dark Souls versus the way I'm feeling about things now. And it's hard to compare apples with apples. It's kind of like the first time you fell in love versus the woman you married kind of thing. It's it's a different experience. <laughs> you know, I hate mm. to put it that way, but it is. It's a totally different experience because you as a human being are different in both those experiences. <laughs> um, and I think it's the same thing. I think... This is now the sixth game in the Soul series, 
If my maths is correct, I don't know. Dark Souls if you, 1, 2, if you 3, count Sekiro, Bloodborne. Seven, but... Okay, 7th. Um, but I wouldn't count Sekiro. That... Yeah, it's tough. It's like if you count Sekiro, you count the Kingsfield game. So it's kind of like, I, yeah. I agree. I think 6 is mm, a... 6 is right. So so at that point, you know, and having played and gone through that journey, it, it, whilst it's absolutely the most refined of all the games, it's got the, the most options of all the games, mm. the most content of all the games... You just can't beat the experience of the original Dark Souls. And therefore, yeah, in, in my mind, Dark Souls 1 will always be on top of probably every single other game in the series. And I just don't see how... To be honest, I actually don't see how any game could ever surpass Dark Souls because of that. You could have a perfect Dark Souls 4, and I still don't think it's going to be a better game to me than Dark Souls 1. No, like, I'd say I'm, I've got imagination. They're 100% you could... Get oh, a you better could. Game than Dark Souls oh, absolutely, you could. But the problem I've is... I've never in... played Bloodborne. I, I'm like, I know a lot of people are like, Bloodborne is better than Dark Souls. And like, you know, yeah. people who love the Souls series. So I'm totally open to it not being the best. Oh, what? I'm open to it too. I just know it's probably not going to happen. I'll definitely say this. This to me is not the greatest game of all time. I can already say that. And I feel like we're, this is the end of shitting on the game. <laughs> Because I definitely would give this 10 out of 10. If I was reviewing oh, this same, game for like an easily. IGN, yeah. like I probably would give it like, oh no, because they've got like only 10 points going right now. 5. So I'd give it a 10. No, no, they've only got 10 points. Oh, then I'll give it, I'll run it up. I'd 10, give it a 10 sure. easy. But if I had yeah. to give it out of 100, even then, I'd probably give it like 98. 96, I reckon. Maybe 95, because I'd knock the it old, just because it's the old similar. hyper magazine scoring. Yeah, 95. I'd give it 97? 95. 95. Okay. So. What would you give it, Swinney, out of 100? Out of 100, I'd probably give it a good good old 97, I think. Really? It's okay. So, yeah, yeah, this game, good. look, I, as much as we have, it's pretty obvious that we love this oh, game. Oh, it's right? freaking awesome. Yeah. I think that we needed to get the things that maybe we didn't yeah. love off our chest because that's the more interesting <laughs> stuff to talk about. Well, it's, it's so good. Else it's talks so about good. How you good can just is, so, yeah. bang on about how good so, it is. Right? As much, so, yeah, uh, this game is phenomenal. Um, play this game. Goddamn game, and people. To, to, you can have the last say, like, out of 100, Mike, before we move on to spoilers. 96. Oh, so uh, 95, 96, 97. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely a solid 96. That's actually like the Metacritic and score, 96. We, there you go. Uh, we, we <laughs> you know, we dissed it a lot, for, for better or worse, but I, I've, I've spoken about this game before and how much I freaking love it. And I love the choices in it. I love the... The choice of weapons in it. I love the the characters. I love the NPCs. I love the quest lines in it. The mm. world, the graphics, all of that stuff is absolutely superb. Not as good as Dark Souls, but it's superb. Sorry, I was, I try, I'm trying not to laugh, but I, I would love if one of us did like a supercut of all the criticisms for like <laughs> it's literally one hour and forty five minutes through this supercut. I hate this, hate this, and then go at the end ninety six, ninety five, ninety seven. <laughs> Well, it was it was like when I talked about Valhalla on the show, and I was like, the only thing I did was just shit on the game. Yeah, but I'm true. like, I love this game; it's bloody eight tier in my tier list. <laughs> All right, let's rip the bandaid off. We're talking about spoilers, baby. So oh, if you're if you're right. up to this point, now I can remove these because it doesn't matter. Oh. Uh, Yes, talismans. if you've made it this far. Yes, yeah, so the game has talismans. If yeah. you feel like you haven't spoiled <laughs> the game so far, you should exit right now because we are going to we're gonna intentionally ruin this game for you if you're still here. Oh. Yeah, warning. We All might right. what if people tune in or skip to certain bits? Do we need to 
keep reminding people that's no, no, I've got the spoiler alert thing. Point of road, no, the and alert. and also the it'll be in the little like yeah, ro- uh, thing of the like the search bar or whatever. Yeah, the, yeah it says the non-canon the spoiler yeah. chat. Okay, cool, 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 yeah. cool, cool. Just want to make sure. Oh yeah, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! All right, let's kick off. Yeah. What build did we use? The wretch, <laughs> bloody Mike. I I followed yeah, you your advice and it, and I had a horrible time with you. Why? Advice. Really? I loved yeah. it. Okay, I, so the yeah. first hour and a half of playing as a wretch, I was like, "Fucking, this was a yeah. worst decision." We right? all played really? wretch, and all thanks to Mike. And I'm like, "This is the dumbest <laughs> I, fucking decision." I loved it. I, I could have played in a samurai man, instead of a fucking wretch. You could have, but it was a different experience. I think to me, worse. to me, it was actually one of the greatest experiences of the entire game. <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. I'm not absolutely yeah. not even you're kidding. You're like, oh, you, it was a shield. You said the first merchant has a shield. I'm like, okay, well, I just need to go grind some yeah, money to sure, get a shield. But I was still naked so ooh. <laughs> but it, he sells clothes but, as well no but that couldn't was afford him i couldn't afford anything yeah i kind of agree with mike like <laughs> i don't mind that part of it like that was kind of crazy to have nothing and try, it was to, awesome. try I loved to build it. your character up a little bit i had like, to use shit. a stupid club for the first god knows like two hours of the game or something clubbing everything <laughs> that's to right death. i used that damn club and i i ended up i ended up uh, i remember one of the most memorable parts of the entire game is somewhere in the Weeping uh, Peninsula, I think it yes, was. Yes, we talk about things now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We can talk about it. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a single yeah, enemy. I forget what the hell the enemy type. It's it's, it's some dude um, on the beach next Don't to a bonfire. Oh, uh, it's like the, yeah, the Alabaster Lords, the gravity dudes. Yeah, one of those yeah. dudes, I think it is. And I remember coming across and I'm like, this guy's going to be fucking tough. Like, oh, I had my club and I think by that point I had pants, maybe? I think. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. Club I had and pants. pants. I had pants. And and I remember winning that fight. It was really hard, but I won that fight. And he dropped um, he dropped uh, uh, his, his armor. And I'm like, holy fuck. I put the armor on, first piece of armor I got in the entire game. It was amazing. And I used that armor for ages as part of the game. Mm. And that experience of starting everything from scratch and having to actually find all the different items and having to really fight for survival, to me, super elevated the start of the game. That, But it's weird because it's, it's a binary experience. You don't know what it would have been like if I did start as a samurai, how much different the experience would have been. But I have no regrets. I fucking love that experience. Because <laughs> for me, like, I was a club boy as well. And then <laughs> hit the first tree sentinel at the start of the game, which is like a bit of the joke of the game. I'm like, fuck, what the hell? And I'm like, okay, I feel like it's like a Miyazaki thing of like, this is going to be a joke. It's like this weapon or whatever this enemy has it's going to be really good right so i'm like fuck it i'm going to try to get this thing and i went from club to golden halberd like that was my progression <laughs> <laughs> and i never changed the weapon again for the rest of the game which one was of the best one of the best strength weapons in the game well, yeah well but yeah when you get to the late game it's not so good which we'll touch on later but but yeah that would, i do think that's funny but now that i'm in new game plus i'm like great now i can actually like try katanas and all the other kind of shit but mm. i would never recommend someone play it as a wretch honestly i disagree i highly recommend that's how you should start the game I think it's not like that anyone would anything, listen to really. this bit that hasn't probably played the game already but i totally uh, think it adds to it the first the first three or four hours of the game were were a more awesome memorable experience for me than most of the rest of the game 
They're truly were. <laughs> so Dude, weird. no, I'm not kidding. My, I loved it. My enjoyment of the game went up hundredfold once I got the Clothes. Reduvia, the Reduvia blade from you know when you go in Lingrave and you go below the um it's like out from where the dragon is and there's like a fake uh-huh. there's a, a yeah, scripted yeah, invader yep, yep, yep. thing and then that's where you're the bloody finger hunter or whatever comes in to help you and starts uh-huh. his quest so the reduvia blood blade that you get from that invader i used that for like half the game and just absolutely rinsed all mm. the enemies and bosses with that because it not only was i doing an arcane build which is you know focused on bleeding that that had um a a weapon skill that was a bleeding projectile. Uh-huh. So I could just literally just just keep freaking just throwing this thing at people. And just like most most bosses weren't even touching me. I don't think I got had any issues with any bosses. I didn't die to a single boss until like more than halfway through the game because of that weapon. But the reason why I went arcane was I had no idea if you know I know bleed is OP in this game. I had no yeah. idea about any of that stuff. All I saw was that there is a stat called Arcane, and I didn't know what it did. Based on the name, I'm like, that must be some something related to sorcery or something, some mm. new kind of thing, like hexes were in Dark Souls 2, mm. or Dark Souls 1 DLC. And I'm like, so I went for Arcane, I just started pumping all my points in Arcane, and when I realized that it actually impacted blood loss i'm like yes i love bleed impact, bleed effects in games it's perfect well, that, that's the funny part because you're always pro bleed and then the fact that this game comes out and to this day patch yeah. 1.0.4.1 bleed is still op it's the strongest I, you know like weapon type class so i don't know if you can okay. are you is it possible to restart that b-roll that you just did no. because you can't okay that's fine well, uh, i don't because, think so no, no, that's fine. The reason, oh, yeah, there you go. yeah. So that weapon there is my beloved. That is Eleanor's <laughs> pole blade that I used the pole. entire game after. That's what I upgraded from Roduvia, and that weapon had the just the cause move set and staggered enemies and bled enemies. So guess they've changed bloody... the stagger on it though in the new patch. A little well, bit. I, I, I was they playing with so. it. I was playing with it yesterday, yeah. and it's still damn still good. good. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I I killed Melania on my second go with that bloody weapon. Damn. Um, with the help of, obviously, I was also using Spirit Summons, right? I'm not a oh, right. gamer. <laughs> so it was you and a second level. copy of you. Yeah, but the Your point is... Tier. The so point is that, the point is that weapon just suited me to a T and it also staggered bosses, which yeah. just made it... It was glorious to play. I, I and it looks bloody sick. It's one of the coolest looks so in the game. So we were playing a blind, Mike and I, and even I knew from I was the also enemies. Playing blind? No, 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 I'm, until... no, no. I'm just saying the context because oh, okay. you know, because like at the start of the game, people don't know the kind of like even the mm. PVE meta. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like when I'm playing through it, and I'm like getting fucked by these enemies doing bleed on me, right? And I'm like. Man, this bleed feels like so overpowered. And I know this when he's like always finding the angle on these kind of things. Like our bleed must be good. And then it's like you can't even avoid hearing bleed, 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 bleed's the best, bleed's OP, go bleed. River, kind of rivers, of, rivers of blood, I purposely I used it for two bosses that were because it's so quick that mm. like which is um the Elden Beast and uh sacks, mm. I think that's how you say the big double head dragon. Uh-huh. Because they're in it, the bosses that ran away quickly. And we'll talk yeah, about Elven yeah, Beast yeah. in a second, but so I'm like, okay, I need something because that that 
pole blade had a long wind up so it just mm. wasn't good for those bosses but other than that that rivers of blood is just so op that it's almost boring that looks so cool yeah. it looks and you cool don't, you don't have to use the weapon i mean that's the problem no, but that's you want to kind of use it but... yeah but you do though that's the problem yeah right? it kind of like the, but its moveset was boring to me although i do like a mm. good katana moveset like the uchi and stuff um but obviously, Rivers of Blood is like just absolutely hated by the community for being so OP. It's kind of hilarious. Well, yeah, but like that's more the PvP stuff, right? Even, but even people hate it. For, like, people have this weird thing of like, oh, we think a weapon is too overpowered even for beating bosses. We must nerf <laughs> it. And it's like, let people just have their fun. Kind of breaks the, the game, game to a degree, right? But. It I'm, makes it a lot easier, that's for sure. I'm okay if it's like, hey, this is the final weapon. You know, like um, what is what is the the wave of gold, or is that what mm. what it's called? Yeah, wave yeah. of gold, which yeah. is the whip the weapon you get from the last boss. Yeah, so but... I'm kind of like okay with that because it's a bit like okay, you're beating the game. You know, if you want to play it again, yeah, yeah, use this exactly. Weapon. But even that is semi situational. Yeah, it's not but see, so I like that. It works that. everywhere. Whereas Rivers of Blood is like it is like like they had to keep ner- they've nerfed really it twice good. I think but from memory. R- at least Rivers of Blood is given to you in a very late game. That's area. true. Unless, it's unless a very you, late game. Yeah. Unless you There's just ways skip to get everything. It yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, obviously you can also get it like playing co-op and stuff, but you can mm. do probably get anything that way. But I mean, yeah. they at least did place it towards the end of the game. Yeah, I am for one looking forward to getting rid of my golden halberd and trying any other <laughs> trying weapon. something different. I, but the golden halberd's so, a good weapon. It's a fun weapon. Hmm. Man, like when we get to Elven Beast, God, that would have been a nightmare to kill that thing with that. Yeah, I'll I'll cover that. Oh Let's my God, let's sit in that pocket. Let, let when we me get talk to it. about my favorite weapons, of which I have many. I want. Oh, and can you tell about the katana, them, but... the Uchi katana story with us? Uh, which Uchi Katana? The only time that we've fucking co-opted. Oh yeah, that we co-op where you dropped a second Uchi. Well, you tried to drop a second <laughs> Uchi, and in the process of you dropping a second Uchi, instead of dropping it, you deleted it. Yeah, but the the words are fucking like horrendous. <laughs> I was following a guide. The guide had a different word, and it was like I don't know, leave. I think it's leave or place or something like that. Do yeah. you remember what it is, Swinny? What the words are for PV? Like there is a drop or leave. Or, I don't think it's yeah. drop. Oh yeah, there's, no, there's two words that are. It's leave, it's leave and discard. That's yeah, right. you're leaving discard. To me, it's a fucking deep... same word, man. Yeah. I, yeah. And which, I, I don't actually know which one's the right one, actually, now. On the show discard when you said this... Discard is the wrong one. Okay. I went on the show when you talked about this in the main podcast, I gave you so much credit because everyone, especially in Dark mm. Souls, when you're trading with the crows, everyone at some point has absolutely accidentally <laughs> discarded an important Something, yeah, that's really like, important. Oh, yeah. Like, and it wasn't a big deal because and it saves and shit. I just you know got my like little yeah, new character to get another one, but it was exactly. more amusing. So that was the two uchi, but, so you could have two. But uchis. I did actually use that uchi that he gave me. So, yeah, so I the uchi once I found it just because I love playing as the uchi, just because I love the way it looks, was the weapon that carried me through a good chunk of the game, um, with the hard frost strong, uh, stomp, which. I At played while game, it was insane. still ridiculously yeah. overpowered. Yeah. That even, was like honestly, broken. even after the patch, it's it was still really good. It's meant to be powerful, really but not overpowered. No, but it's pretty bloody good. Even I after. tried that out after hearing about it, like when I was near the end of the game, and I'm like, man, this 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 weapon, hard. it's ridiculous. That's, yeah, like, it was. Uh, did you try it while pre-patch? No, this would have been post-patch. So, oh, man. Pre-patch was ridiculous. I, I know this is a bit out of order now, but with the spirit summons for the third time now that we'll cover it, but the mimic tier, 
is like, <laughs> I played that for one night, the old version of it, right? And that version was fucking Stomp Beast. <laughs> like, <laughs> 3000. It fucking fucked people up. Like, it kind of, I can understand why they had to change it. Like, yeah. really. Like, and I don't mind that. It, uh, I, I can't say the R word, but. It went from being like a genius one night and then it got patched and I'm like, oh my God, I just got the mimic here and it's been patched to being a total moron. Like I'll go into battle and it I'm was like, way worse, yeah. And the Mimic Teal is still one of the best spirit summons. Right? Still still got me through. But, but it's the way it was before, bosses. dude. My, yeah. like, well they balance it more it is crazy. More correctly, yeah. It was insane. It was so awesome. I wish mm. I played the whole game like that. I, I understand how people said they like literally like many bosses were just beaten by the Mimic tier. Like, it makes was, sense in the old world. So. I was watching one of Vati, I think Vati's most recent video where he talks about some really cool little gameplay tricks. And one I didn't know was, you know Shibiri, Shibiri's Woe, which attracts enemies' attention? Oh, yeah, yeah. What you can do is you can equip one on yourself, summon the Mimic tier, and then unequip the Talisman to put something else on, which means only the Mimic tier draws the aggro. <laughs> Sick. That's, That's awesome. Um I'll just be back in one second. You guys talk about your favorite stuff. Oh. Yeah, sure. That is an awesome. Uh, that, that that absolutely awesome. So, but throughout the game, um, I, I I'm just naturally drawn to the katanas for some reason. Hmm. So, I did use Moonveil for quite a bit of it. Again, I tried not to spam the special attack out. Did you did you use Moonveil into God throughout no. the game? No, no, not one. Amazing. No, I told you I weapon. used one really weapon cool for the whole game. Okay. <laughs> Moonveil was fantastic. When I came across that, I'm like, what the hell is this? Played around yeah. with it. Because that is the one thing. Um, as I was coming across a weapon, as long as I could obviously equip it and I could use the, the skill on it, I would try it out. I'd try yeah, it out all yeah. sorts of different weapons and I enjoyed doing that. Um, and some, it, it's a tough one because some, unless you upgrade them, they're going to seem shit. Uh, so it's really hard yeah, to really yeah, judge. Yeah, yeah. So it's more like, is it worth spending my precious resources upgrading this because I feel like there's something good there or should I just leave it alone? Cause, and there's a few things where, you know, I, I got, I upgraded and I ended up regretting wasting resource. Cause I realized, ah, mm. maybe it's not, 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 it just looks cool, but it's not as powerful as I thought it would be, but it was still worth experimenting. So. I reckon that's the thing that shits me the most about new game plus that, and I, I kind of get it. I, I can, mm-hmm. I can imagine that they could still do it without doing the way they did it, but that you lose all the bell bearings. Yeah. That yeah. just shits me. Like, I didn't realize that. I it kind of wish I did one or two other things before going into New Game Plus because I was like, ah, shit, all my bell bearings are gone. So yeah. upgrading, it's very slow in this game. And for the amount of weapons you have, I didn't face this problem because I only used one weapon for the whole game, basically. <laughs> well, two weapons, club and golden helmet. But it's like, I could imagine it being really frustrating. It's like, hey, I've got like five or ten weapons I want to use. I don't have enough somber stones. I don't have enough smithing yeah. stones. And then like me, now that I'm in New Game Plus, it's like, oh shit. Like, i got to go get those bell bearings again to be able to mm-hmm. make it a lot easier. I hoarded. I think I hoarded about 20 of the somber ones. and Before jumping into New Game before Plus. Before jumping yeah. in. Yeah, just That's in what case they always say, right? I yeah. wanted to go and, and upgrade it. Because yeah. I didn't. But even within the, within the game itself, I, I tried a whole, like I said, a whole bunch of different weapons. Tried some dual wielding. Tried some to get to get the synergy between them. Um, and I... I yeah, 
I just I enjoy doing that. So did I have a favorite weapon? Absolutely. The Uchi Katana in the end, if I was to put the number of hours that I used it for. Um because it, You really one, are a Dark Souls one fan. I am. Um uh, because at one point my my I, I tended to use the shield quite a bit still. Um but at one point I was running around yeah. with one Uchi that had frost and one Uchi that had bleed. That's cool. That's and cool. that was just a crazy good combo where we're just because it would proc both. Um, well, that's crazy you can do and it's it very similar to uh, it's very similar to let me solo her so pretty much and yeah it, looks it cool. actually is yeah yeah hey all right can we jump really well. can we jump into locations mm-hmm. yeah let's and can, talk about can some... we do something let's see if we can synchronize can we just say the name of the region we dislike the most oh come on it's obvious all right it's three cute. two one caleb oh i mean caleb caleb <laughs> <laughs> is like I just, it's so, I know it's meant to be oppressive, like that's kind of the intention, but it just never quite clicked with me. It's the area it I spent fun. the least time in. It just like, wasn't fun? No. You know, to explore? Yeah. It's, yeah, just kind of shit. Why and, is that in the end? Is it just because it was hard? Or is I think it But it wasn't even that it was hard necessarily. Annoying enemies? What the hell was it? I think the design as well, so you kind of, you can't like cross the land's easily you kind mm-hmm. of have to go around unless you you know go straight through the the, the swamp the lake of rot thingy um but i think it's honestly for me it was a combination of the enemies and just the mm. it just maybe the color palette just kind of yeah it, it just I, I over time art. i just got sick of it yeah yeah and some of the enemies in there like you know the dog dragon things i, I hated I just them they i hated were, the crows i think they were the lamest so. enemy in the whole game like this, like, and you know, there's some odd enemies in the game, but it's kind of kitschy and it just works. And for me, that didn't work. You know, I, like when I first got to that region, I was like, where the fuck am I? I think I got teleported there. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck are these like dog <laughs> things? They look stupid. I, I love that. I love all the lore and the, like the, what that area represents in terms of the fact that it's, you know, like it, it's the fallout from Radan and Melania's battle and yeah. in the war and everything. Like, I love the idea of it, but it just wasn't a fun experience to explore. And like when Mike nailed it on the head, when he, uh, when we were talking on the show and I said, I'd hit a, a bit of a barrier. Part of it was, it's cause I was exploring through Kaled mm. with Vigor at like 15. Oh, and, I was just, and I was like, <laughs> one shot all over. The place. I'm just, yeah. yeah. I'm just like every single enemy is That's like, you kill you in one hit. And I'm like, of course, I need to upgrade that stuff, but it was just like a combination of everything. That and I was pushing myself to play through it, and I got a bit sick of it. But I do. There's parts I like about, it. like I love the sound design in that area. It is like the way, as you said, oppressive. It makes you so tense. It's like a really, mm. really cool usage of. It's like minimal. It's not really. It's almost like what's the term? Soundscaping, you know, yeah, rather yeah, than yeah, a yeah. song yeah. or anything. So I think they, mm, if that's what they wanted to achieve, yeah. you like you don't want to be here, then they obviously achieved it. Yeah, and I, I do genuinely think that's what they were trying to do, but I, I just find that, you know, other other sort of forms of art can make you feel really tense. I don't know if you've ever watched the movie Mother, mm-hmm. but that movie, mm. fuck me. Like, so by intense, the end of it, man. especially being like a dad, yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ, this movie's like... Visceral, yeah, right? I loved it. Aaron, Aronofsky will do that. Yeah, too. he's amazing. He, he would he's with amazing. just about any of his films. Yeah. Amazing. But, you know, I never felt like that with this, right? It felt mm. oppressive and annoying and I just wanted to get out. 
And, you know, like I'm sure maybe we'll cover Radan in bosses. Maybe, maybe not. But even that didn't redeem it for me. Almost like psychologically put the whole Radan piece out of Kaled. It's almost mm. like, because, you know, it's often that little edge bit. Yeah. And it's almost like, that's not even Kaled. All the rest of it's Kaled. That's shit. Mm. <laughs> you know, and this is the good Radan bit. So, yeah, Kaled, man, that sucks. But let's talk about bits that we did like. So, Mike, what's your favorite area? Oh, um, see, going going back to what we discussed about starting as a wretch and and starting the game off and having that real proper sense of exploration and not knowing what's what's at every corner, I'd, I'd actually say Limgrave. The original starting part was was one of my favorites. I love the um, I love the the Stormhill Castle, um. In terms of the fact that it was one of the legacy dungeons, so you got a really cool experience of exploring and opening pathways and stuff. Um, Goddamn, for the first legacy dungeon, like what you could, what you kind of told to do first in a way, that place was huge. It was yeah. like, dude, I didn't even know how yeah. the underground bit until Mike yeah. told me about it. He's like, yeah. Have you beaten the underground boss? I'm like, What? Yeah. <laughs> There's another boss down there? Yeah, it's insane. And I like the the visual um art style of um I think it's the Ansel Ansel River, the Ansel River, yeah. Yeah, the underground area. I, I I don't necessarily I didn't necessarily like the area itself, but the art style and the feel of it was really cool with the stars in the sky that was actually underground stars and and I think it's Mog's um uh, um, Mogwin, Mogs, one of the two, his his Mogwin palace, Dynasty, yeah, yeah, the palace that yeah, you can Mogwin sort of palace. see somewhere up, up, up in the distance. Um, I just love the feel and look of that. Um, the tell, you know, we, we joke about Caleb, but to, to to be completely honest, the the snow areas for me were actually kind of disappointing. Um, I love snow areas in games. Um, I and I love the fact that this included a snow area. But I did not like being in those snow areas, and I I don't know, like for example, how I, I, and I know from a lore perspective, I'm sure it makes sense, although I don't actually understand why. But the fact that he had spirit trees or trees that were like ghost trees as part of the landscape, that actually kind of put me off. I I, I don't know why. I just felt yeah. like I, I like I, that. It, I like that. But I get it that it had that certain aesthetic, but I didn't get why, and mm. it it kind of took away from the. The, the immersion of it for me for some reason it was it's hard to describe in the whole area I, I was actually just disappointed Caleb was annoying and shit but with that I was actually looking forward to exploring a snow area and I was really disappointed that I didn't enjoy exploring the snow area in the end and man when you then get into the optional um what's, what's consecrated, the, name of that optional, the consecrated the consecrated snowfields snow the start place. of it specifically yeah, more than anything. Yeah was fucking annoying. And I get that it's part of the game. I, I, did you go to the consecrated snowfield? No, 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 no. So it's, you're in the middle of a snowstorm at the start of that area and mm. it's annoying as fuck. And you don't, you lose your sense. It's not that you lose your sense of direction. You run into random enemies that are pretty tough. And because I'm an, uh, you know, I want to explore all the different areas. I don't even know if I've explored anything in there because I gave up because it was just shit and annoying. It is, it is, it is very frustrating to explore. Like I agree. Mm. Like once you get out of that and it, like the, the area clears up a bit, it's, it's nice. still. I like the it's, rest of it. it's nice. It's still too big. Like it, it's bigger than it needs to be. But it, yeah, the consecrated snowfield. It's if only like I, 
Kaylee just I just was miserable for me. Like, mm. but that definitely I've got like a, a um a meh thing of mine, and I've got the consecrated snowfield and the meh. Because like mm. I just feel like the snow area, and I didn't explore enough of it, so I'm kind of a bit hesitant to judge it. But it kind of felt linear is not the right word, but piecemeal. Whereas like Limgrave felt like a real like area that's lived mm. in. There's like overlapping sections, yeah, and it was yeah. all integrated and stuff. Whereas it almost felt like, you know, there was like three teams working on the the mountain area and it was like, we need to p- put these puzzle pieces together and mm. it just felt like those blocks and I don't know, it was a bit odd to me. Like I got through that area and I'm like, oh, this is kind of weird. Like, but I'm in the right place, but it, I don't know, it just felt a bit, like I said, piecemeal. What, what's um, interesting is there's also a lot of graphical glitches in the uh, mountaintop of the giants, mm. where it's like where it's just you just see the textures all fucked up, and that's the only area I saw it in, and it really did give me the impression that it was rushed compared to. I feel the that area, that, was but absolutely that's the rushed, thing yeah. where I'm even coming from. It's almost like mm. this is the first draft. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah. all these pieces together, and then it's like the next draft is all right. Now that we've got those pieces together how do we reinforce them to make them feel real and lived rather than that's it's a game so that's why the tree i feel like the 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 ghost trees whatever the hell they are unless someone can explain the law to me it almost felt like they had to be added because otherwise the area just didn't look right or it was too plain i just thought it was I, like eerie that's like i don't know anything about the law but i liked it i liked that part of it mm. but going back to positive stuff but yeah. um I mean, I'll just go first, Sweeney, because it's boring, because I've got the same as you, Mike, that my favorite area, like, ultimately was, like, Limgrave, like, the connection between that, Stormvale Castle, yeah, like, like how you can kind of navigate around that, in a way that's, like, everyone does it, and then the Weeping Peninsula, like, more on the whole west side, like, that whole, kind of, like, from south to north, like, at the point where you're at Stormvale Castle, that to me is just so awesome. I love that mm. whole area. Same, yeah. Like, I feel like you could just spend, you know, 40 hours just doing that shit. And it's like, Probably you don't get bored. You like it. Shit. It's awesome. <laughs> um, I think it is the best part of the game to me. Which, I, yeah, it's quite a... I don't know what that means. Like, if you're going to have a best part of the game, having it as the start of the game is probably a smart choice. <laughs> <laughs> but how about you, Swinney? What's your favorite areas? Well, that's not the best part of the game for me, although I do like Limgrave. My favourite area in the game was Legacy Dungeon, which is Rhea Lucaria, the Academy of Rhea Lucaria. Oh. I just thought that that was just an absolutely wonderful... Um, mm. It wasn't as big... To me, I felt Stormvale was almost too big. Um, that was just... That made me feel like I was playing a Souls game. Like, mm. it was so close. And it also had very Bloodborne vibes as well. I just love the visual design. I love. Um, I'm not a huge fan of jumping on all the rooftop parts, but the. I just I just love everything about yeah. it and the hidden you know, walls. Yeah, no, I just it just felt like, and it was such. It's that that yeah. place is so important to the lore cool. as well. It was very cool that it just really, really kind of because I I I explored all of Leonia before going there. Mm. So I learned all about mm. the, the wars between the previous wars between the, well, actually I think there was at the end, they were warring between the Carrion Royal family and the Academy mm-hmm. and just learning about how Radagon went to war with, with, um, with Renala and that. And then they ended up getting, you know, married at the church of vows and stuff like that. Like learning all about that law and then going there was just such a magical moment for me. Mm. There's huge, 
tons of great places, but that was a standout for me. Yeah, that was a really sick legacy dungeon. I can't believe we haven't even said it. Like the fact that they added a jump in this game. And oh, yeah. to me one of the main mechanics. It was freaking <laughs> awesome. Like Oh dude, I love it. Yeah. It, that's almost like not, the not biggest criticism of like Dark Souls. It's so frustrating how to do the jump in that game when you need to do it. To a point where it's like I wish they never had it in the game. Whereas this, like, I didn't mind the jumping puzzles and the platforming too much. But- but you didn't do the subterranean yeah, shutting yeah, grounds, yeah, 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 which is the worst yeah. part of the fucking game, yeah, but it's not really an area because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so short. Yeah, no, Like, that's, that's why that's that, that made me reg- want them to remove the fucking jump button. <laughs> fair enough. But yeah, that's a good call, oh. Sweetie. Is that like, uh, do you want to mention any other areas or should we move on? I think we'll probably move on. This All right, let's talk about, about bosses. Oh, yeah. bosses. Bosses. Do we want to go with the best ones because we've been shitting on the game so much? Yeah. Who wants to kick it off? Swinney. Well, right on the back of my favorite area, my favorite boss by far was Renala. I absolutely adored that battle from the visual design, from the the structure of it. It's a gimmick. And the thing is as well, so there's gimmick boss fights in the Souls games and Bloodborne and Demon Souls and all that stuff. But what they did was they took a gimmick fight for the first phase and then they added an actual fight for the second one. And I just think it was, they just, the way they mixed that was fantastic. And the fact that it's, that's also, you know, you, you met um, Rani who introduced herself, introduced herself as Renner in the church at the beginning. And then in during that fight, um, she actually, you know, she's the one that actually creates a projection of Renala because Renala's all washed up. And it's actually Rani's projection of Renal that you're finding in the second phase. And it's got the Moondrop background. It's very reminiscent of a certain Bloodborne boss that I won't spoil for Indigot. But it is just absolutely gorgeous. I love that fight. I love the lore behind it. Um, and I also love probably what's going to be Indigot's boss from what I've heard. Oh, okay. Um, I'll say two quick ones because I don't think they're like that big of a deal or anything. But Sagidian. Because I, like, I didn't know what was going to happen in the game, right? So I'm just playing it. And then you start to fight him. I'm like, holy shit. This is like, I, I don't know. I really liked it, right? And I didn't realize until after watching other people play it that if you don't beat him the first time, it's actually a lot harder. Because well, you can get some strikes on him at the start. So I just like, when people are talking, I'm like, I'm just going to beat the shit out of you, dude. I thought you were going to talk about the coolest thing about that boss. Oh, what? what, what is, so which is as you... With Sir Gideon, as you know, when you're talking to him throughout the game, you can almost like close off his dialogue things and he gives you a reward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The more you tell him, the more attacks he has during his boss fight. Oh, oh so I know that. If you tell him about Melania after beating Melania, he has one of her attacks oh, during the boss that's fight. So sick. That's cool. That is a really was cool it, mechanic. To be I fair, no idea. I killed him yeah. like so quickly. Like, I, oh, I, yeah, I did think, as well. You didn't tell him anything, <laughs> did you? Like, I killed I, him I, super quick as well. Yeah, I hit him I a bunch realize. of times at the start, which you can only <clears> do the first go. So if you do it yeah. again, you can't do that. Like you, mm. you just go straight into attack mode. So, so mm. that's just a quick one. The other quick one is the fire giant. Like that's the one good part of like the snow area for me. I don't know why. I just really liked that. It was a cool fight. The design really of the, the fight, enemy... Yeah. Yeah. Like the boss, like the area, <laughs> it felt like a cool juxtaposition. It, I don't understand the lore element of it, but it just was cool. It's was like you're in this freezing area, and then there's a fire mm. giant. You know what I mean? Mm. It just felt really cool. But uh, my favorite, and I actually like, I don't understand the lore fully of this game board at all. Um, but I wish this was like actually the final boss, and it doesn't make sense from a story perspective. But 
Godfrey for me. Fuck like yeah, I man. fucking I I beat Godfrey the first go, and there's part of it for me as well. It's like I don't necessarily want to have the hardest challenge for the final boss. By the way, like I feel like I'm already got to the end. Like just you know, don't go too crazy. And for me, it was like it wasn't that hard. Like, but it was so fucking cool. And then the second phase of his fight when he becomes almost like this wrestling warrior dude. Becomes Horaloo. I'm like, Horaloo. I'm just like, holy shit, I love this. It's so campy and awesome, but it was just like, for me, perfectly executed. And when I got past that, I was like, fuck, that's, I kind of thought it was the final boss. And I'm like, oh man, this is awesome, right? And then it gets into the, what the actual final boss is, which we'll cover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck this game. <laughs> what I love about that fight as well is because that's all coming stemming from the fact that, you know, you are essentially part of his, like, he's your warlord. He was the head of the Tarnished. So oh, it's just yeah, really, really, yeah, so he, yeah. you know, he was the first Elden Lord. He got um, all the, him and the Tarnished all got the, got the, um, the the grace removed and then they essentially went away to far away land and this is them coming back and he, mm. he's there and I don't know why he fights you I don't understand that if he he's there to tarnish <laughs> he should want you to go into the the mm. fucking, uh, tree but it was a cool fucking fight it's man. such a cool fight I loved it and also by the way with my son he was constantly talking about the lion. Because, you know, it's like part of the artwork and stuff like that. And he's like, I want to see the lion. I want to see the lion. I'm show playing the game. Lion. Show what like, happens to the lion. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. But, no, I didn't show that. But I'm like, where the fuck is the lion, you know, dude, right? And then, yeah, it was like right at the end. I'm like, oh, that, that was actually a really cool moment for me. But how about you, Mike? Well, look, it's going to have to be the tibia mariner. <laughs> Best boss oh, in the man. game. The, the skeleton boat. The skeleton, the skeleton boat, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking enemy. Okay, all jokes aside, <laughs> legit my favorite would have to be the Mimic tier. Oh, dude, that, I had that yeah. on my list. That was the, actually the on my list The main reason well. being the surprise. Yeah, yeah, same, same, Going same, into then going... Same, same. Wait yeah, a yeah. That's me. Yeah, He's yeah, got yeah. all my moves. Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I kind of... I don't regret that I beat him first go. It was a really good fight. Um, I'm looking forward in New Game Plus to use the Mimic tier against the Mimic tier. Uh, can I think you it's going it? to be kind of funny. I assume you can. Just yeah, just to, yeah, just to take off all your armor, and then when you get in there, and when it spawns, put your armor back on, and it's gone. Yeah, that was a, that was an awesome <laughs> trick, actually. Can that you actually really, do I that? Didn't, I did because yeah. I didn't. Yeah, you can. You can. <laughs> that's like you I could didn't do, know that. It spawns based on the equipment you have when it spawns, <laughs> yeah. so oh, you could just that's cheap, which is awesome. It's, it's funny. Super cheap. It's, it's funny, funny though. It's funny. Um, but no, no, I had to do it legit. But what I loved about it is just the surprise because it was yeah, same, the most same. surprising boss. Every other boss, it's like okay, cool. It's a big dragon. It's a dude with a lion. It's whatever. But this was like a total twist that I didn't see coming, which is why I loved it. Yeah, because I'd heard of the Mimic Tear, but I didn't really understand what that meant or how you even got it. Mm. So, yeah, when I hit it as well, so I was good. like, damn, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and that's me. <laughs> and, and an arena was just the right size for a one-on-one battle. It yeah, was really true. cool. That was yeah. cool. All right. That. It's time to talk about the Elden Beast, eh? Oh, wait, no. Are you going to talk about your favorites? I did. Oh, yeah, but, oh, okay, okay. Ranala, cool. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, sorry. I mean, I, I love more, cool but I, I, that right, Let's talk my about the, yeah. the beast. It was a bit easy, but it was a cool setting. Let's talk, talk about, about the beast. The Elden beast. The beast. So the Elden beast is the, is the second phase of the last boss. The first phase is Radagon, um, mm. which, which I didn't is, mind. I don't mind that. Phase. Oh, that's a, Radagon's. I awesome. like Radagon yeah. absolutely. And, 
and <clears> if you didn't know, if you didn't know the game's biggest twist, this kind of gave you the idea. Unless you know people didn't pay attention, which is the fact that Radagon is Marika. So mm. the fact that the start of the cutscene that's in the B-roll at the moment, it's Marika being held up, and then she turns into Radagon. So. It's just really, really cool that um, because you find out otherwise from um, the doing an incantation in the in Landale, mm. and the statue says Radagon is America, and which is to me just awesome because I had no idea that was going to happen. But the Elden Beast, the second phase, I know when we were doing the show, Intergot, mm. you were, I hadn't played the game yet, or I hadn't played, I'd only played like the start of the game, and I know that you had a lot. Of issues with this boss. Oh, this is like the hardest boss for me. But th- th- like, so a couple of things. I just genuinely think the Elden Beast boss is a shit boss. Like, yeah, I it's a like shit it. way to end the I game. Don't like it. Like, it just kind of like you're hitting it and it runs away. I I just really, truly dislike the structure of the fight. And then it was like complicated with me that. <laughs> because it's like the holy damage and then also like the holy damage holy negation. Yeah. It fucked me so hard because I've got the the holy halberd, right? Or the golden halberd. So it's like I lost so much power because of that. But I don't understand why you were so stubborn to not Because I was at the weapon. fucking last bit of the game, man. I got through my I said to myself, I want to use the first weapon to beat the game. And I'm at the okay. fucking final boss. Come on, okay. you can understand that, Swinney. Well, you, you of all people can understand that. You did that. it yourself. No, I changed my gear for every No, boss, no, but so. if you have a mm. commitment to do something and you're at the end of the game, you can understand you're that keep I'm like. Going. Do you know what I did? I ended up respecing my character to max everything out just for that one fight. Because I'm like, fuck it. Like, it's the final fight. I don't. I'm not going to do anything else in this game. Um,. And I, I, I was not miserable, but I just really hated that fight, like with a passion. And I could have changed my character and easily beaten. It's not a hard boss. I think like the last boss is just like annoying. Hmm. Like, um, but you know, if you're a reasonable level, it's a very straightforward boss. It's not like the super boss that we'll be talking about in a minute. Um, but yeah, for that reason, it was difficult and I just didn't like it. Like I, I again, going back... I would have preferred if Godfrey was like the final boss. I know it doesn't make sense from a story perspective or whatever, mm, but zero sense. Yeah, but I just as a boss, like I just really like that fight, and that was a cool. That would have been a cool way to end the game for me. But, but yeah, that was me. How about you guys? Did you beat it first go? I'm guessing. No, hell no. It was. We well, had that annoying. one attack that you can't dodge. I. No, you can dodge. There's got to be a way no, to dodge it. I don't think it. you can dodge it. You have made to... undodgeable attacks. I don't think in these you games. can dodge it, Swinny. There's what one attack you're talking about. There's what it, it homes in on you, like with all these, like these spikes. No, no, I, 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 there's ways to dodge that. There's got to be ways, yeah. Yeah, I'm and sure there's, there's ways. Way, there's also ways to mitigate as well. So there's, there's, there's ways to mitigate, but there. I thought even people said you can't necessarily dodge that attack. Well, look, I don't remember having any issues with that. But anyway, Mike, you were about to say so. No, nothing. It's just just annoying the fact that he runs away like a little bitch, and then you have to chase him halfway through, and then he oh. does that annoying attack and stuff. I don't know. I just did. I I didn't find it an an enjoyable boss experience. I thought it was a really cool looking boss. Um, the the aesthetics of it and the location that you fight fight the boss in and stuff was kind of cool, but very ethereal uh, in many ways. But yeah, I just I wasn't a huge fan of this giant penis head boss <laughs> thing. I thought the I, design of it's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah, I 
I enjoyed this boss as a spectacle. Um, like the, when I talked before about music, the way that it's this in, in the intro cutscene that's kind of playing in our B-roll on YouTube at the moment, when it starts to move into this and it's actually like, a, it's basically um, the Elden Ring theme but yeah, done yeah, kind yeah. of in a really kind of almost somber way. And it picks up in crescendos during certain attacks where, for instance, he creates all the runes in the sky and then you have to like, then it surrounds you and everything. I love this spectacle. I love the design. I didn't have any issues from it from a gameplay standpoint because I, as I said, I with this is a boss where I just swapped the river's blood because I'm like, well, he's running away. Um, I can't attack him very often with this attack. So I think that I I had the luxury of just having a, a good build f- to face it. Like yeah. He, but I complete. I don't. I think it's a poorly designed car- uh, boss, especially last boss for in regards to a variety of builds being able to be viable against him. Now, in saying that, the a lot of Souls bosses, final bosses, are quite disappointing. Like um, for for many people, anyway. Like probably Dark Souls Two is the, the biggest example of that. I think this. What I really appreciate about this, appreciate about this, is that. It's. I love the law behind why it appears and everything because everyone's like, "Well, where is this? It's appeared out of nowhere." And it is basically it's the manifestation of the greater will, and the greater will is the outer god that's been behind this whole thing. That people always hear the greater will, but it's such a generic sounding term that you just don't think of it as a as a as an entity. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like, <clears> oh, the greater <throat> will. It's like some ambiguous. What's the manifestation of it, right? It's, but yeah, I it's, thought literally... it's also the Elden Ring, the actual. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. So, but it's basically it's the, it's the it's not the greater will, but it's basically the this is the greater will basically taking you on. Um, yeah. after you know you've obviously disposed of the the, you know, Marika or Radagon. But yeah, definitely, I think it is. It's unfortunate that it's not a good boss for many people because I think it's visually, it's stunning. Mm. Musically, yeah. it's stunning. I'm all for that part of it. I think that's a good way to put it. It's a bit annoying that <coughs> legitimately some builds are so like it. It makes it like three times harder the fight. Yeah, like for me, it was like way harder because it had so much holy damage negation. So you know, like that screwed my weapon massively. Um, I know that, like, if you equip, you can equip a whole bunch of talismans and things like that to reduce holy damage. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. effectively, like, it really like gets to a point where, yeah, it's not going to hurt you that much. Yeah, like so, the tree sentinel gear and yeah, stuff like that is yeah. very good against. Holy so I didn't damage. have that stuff, or I didn't equip that for whatever reason. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was it was just a bit of a letdown. Like, and I'm yeah. not going to really be that pissed at the game. Because, you know, it's so hard to get the final boss right in games. It's kind of like a classic thing, so. Cool. All right, do you want to move on to the super boss, which I did not beat, to be clear? Yes. <laughs> yes, right here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right, sweetie. Uh, yeah, so Melania is the boss that got all the attention after, you know, like the couple of weeks after the game was out, and obviously I had to catch up on all that stuff. It's the... It, I've called it the super boss, although it's a one. She is one of you know a handful of them. This is the one that I think, just like um, Ruby Weapon in Final Fantasy VII, everyone kind of thinks of as yeah, the super boss. I think that's game. fair. Um, and just given the fact that you know her moveset is so punishing, um, the fact that she heals on every strike and that she's got a super crazy attack that just played as I'm talking about it. Yeah, that is really hard to dodge. You yeah, you basically 
can't dodge the first two strikes, you've got to run away, then you've got to time your dodges for the remaining three strikes. Just incredibly punishing. Honestly, I'm not a fan of this boss. I like and two oh, phases. Interesting. Yeah, I like the bosses. I love the lore behind the boss and the character and, and everything like that. And the setting, all the Halley trees, beautiful and all that. But I just think this boss is plain unfair. Like, no joke. Like, I think if I... Especially if you're not summoning, mm. I just think this is... I think this is FromSoft going a bit too far. And the, the main reason is the waterfowl attack is... Okay, you know, is you, there's ways around that. I just hate bosses that heal. Like, mm. I just think it's... I just... I'm not a fan at all. <laughs> Especially post-patch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, while everyone loves this boss, I'm actually not a big fan of this boss. Although, I do appreciate their place in the story and mm. lore. So. so, How about Mike? you, Mike? Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I probably took 10 goes to get her, maybe even more. Um, it wasn't easy. I tried different summons. I tried different techniques. Actually, no, it was more than that. I think it was about at least 15 goes. Um, different weapons, different summons... Uh, but it was weird because sometimes a summon would work well in one go, but then absolutely shit the next one. It was really inconsistent. And I, I mean, I personally enjoyed this fight. I couldn't really properly figure out how to avoid some of the attacks. Mm. Um, and I think with enough time, I would have learned how to do it properly. Um, it's just my playstyle was probably just shit against certain attacks because I'm a lot more aggressive and a lot more in a boss's face. But the problem is against her with the the attacks that she does it doesn't work that well you have to run away and dodge shit um and the fact that there's a second phase (laughs) like oh are you kidding me at the start it was hard enough just to do the first phase of her and i'm like yeah i did it and then it was like what are you fucking kidding me there's a second phase for this so yeah but look it was an optional boss and there were strategies that he can use and i think the fact that we have a certain cracked pothead that solos her is a testament to the fact that clearly she's very much beatable. So, and she's very much beatable without being hit at all. And even with having the disadvantage of playing in multiplayer where she's even more difficult. Mm. So I, I didn't mind the boss. I thought it was a really cool boss and, and well suited for the collector's edition as, as the, the thing to include. Yeah, it's it's interesting, you know, because I was listening to um, Fighting Cowboy, very famous Souls guide creator, and you know, like he he's creating things for not like you know shit players or anything like that, but it's kind of like the general comments of like this is the easiest path to do something, mm-hmm. and it was interesting hearing his perspective on the fight. He's just like, it's just a DPS battle. It's just a DPS battle. You got to get your build and you like you know you set up right, and then it's just like attack the shit out of her, like try to stagger her, all this other kind of stuff, which is kind of a bit what you did, right, Swinny, to beat her. Yeah, yeah. Like I used Mimic to you. So if that's easy mode, then fair enough. To me, if there's there's a mechanic and there's an unfair boss, then I have no problem using it. Um, But yeah, like that pole blade just staggered the hell out of her. So look, I may, I probably could have taken her down eventually just by myself, but I just, I don't know. Like I, I just, I'm, I enjoyed the cutscenes, not so much the actual gameplay of the boss. So. Yeah, no, fair enough. All right, you want to move into story, Swinny? Yeah, look, we don't have to go too in-depth given that we're, we are pretty long in the tooth at the moment, but mm-hmm. now that we're actually able to talk a bit more spoilery about it, um, I guess the the whole question of... We, talked, we mentioned before about how they actually 
present the story mm. um this game it is much more straightforward than than the souls games but at the same time it's kind of like we were talking to you that you know i was reading all the item descriptions um and mm. you know and that you just you know weren't and i think that maybe yeah look i just wonder how the everyone else feels about the delivery of it i love it but i just just wonder if does everyone else love the way they petered the story out? Oh no, I loved it. Like I, I like you know, I'm being a bit coy. Like at times, like I did read, like I don't know, five to ten percent of stuff. You know, mm. like so I did read some of it. I love the way that like, things are written in this game. Like writing in games, in my opinion, is just so shit. But I do not feel like that at all in this world. Like. Everything, you know, you go through and read it, it's, like, quite creative, quite enticing, quite deliberately uh, ambiguous and potentially confusing on purpose as well. Uh, mm. So, no, I really liked it. I, I really liked all parts of it. I didn't get it all. It didn't all yeah. make sense to me. I missed out on big things. There's definitely parts, like, for instance, I still, and some people I've try, have tried to talk about it, but I still don't understand the whole concept of, why you get teleported directly to crumbling faramazula after lighting the the cauldron it's like okay well what is the connection there i know you mm. you have to go get the rune of death so that the earth tree will burn properly but it's like everything else kind of made more sense and i'm like i think there was a bit of a disconnect there that i'm still they're the biggest things that i didn't didn't get myself is like and also just uh, mike you made a, a comment about this um at some point i can't remember if it was on the show but there are characters that have very similar names and <laughs> for a very long time I kept getting throughout the game confused between Godfrey and Godwin. Two completely different yeah, characters yeah, that play different, different parts yeah. in the games. One's a boss, one's not, you know, and everything. But I'm like, when Godfrey appeared and as and Horolu, I'm like, wait, I thought he got killed, you know? like So yeah, there's yeah, definitely yeah, times yeah. when I'm very confused. I got yeah. confused um, by that shit. By yeah. that stuff, so. I and wasn't like, a... I, I ruined the the part for you, remember, Mike? Because I was like mm-hmm. adamant. It was um, mm-hmm. oh, fuck. What, what are the names? Margaret and Morgot. Yeah, and I got it the wrong way around, and I was like so adamant. I'm like, no, it's this. And then you check the wiki, and you're like, oh, this is an area. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, thanks, dude. Go, cool. cheers. Appreciate. It. I didn't mean it, but yeah. it was just like. Well, that one kind of makes sense from a name perspective, but I do feel that, that one does. But they're it, it, all so similar, though. They're too similar, and I—I yeah. I don't know if that was intentional. If of course George G- had something to do with that, it's a G R R M. I know he reckons it's, it's so not, obvious. But I feel like it, it was a detriment. You know, I would love—I would actually love to play a, a Souls games like a Soul game like this that isn't quite as esoteric. <laughs> I love Bob. I, I love how it's like so esoteric. Bob. No no I just no no I mean more just as a general thing where where the story isn't necessarily spelt out to you, but there's more character interaction and more actual story delivery that you don't have to sit there trying to figure out yourself. I would love to see what that game would be like, basically. Well, it's funny because like if you were saying that around Dark Souls three time this is the game that would have been the step up from that in terms it absolutely of is a step up it spells compared, things compared out so to much that. More, oh totally but, way more but I'm, yeah. I'm saying i would love to kind of see a mix i don't, I don't even know what game i would yeah. describe it as because i don't want something like the witcher where everything is literally completely spelt out mm. yeah. much less than that this feels like a completely but more than what this is it would yeah. be a completely different mm. game but i would love to actually experience a game like that 
that is so, somewhere in between the two. Can I, can I quickly? I, I named something here called the Malini mm. issue or Melanie. Yeah, what is that? Say, Melanie issue. Is. So, mm. well, basically, a lot of the there's a lot of people that criticize the game in how they handle Melina, who mm. they see as a very important character in the story, but she's absent for a vast majority of it for people. And a lot of people are okay. I was chatting to this main character who was kind of who were going on this quest together, and then suddenly for like thirty hours. I haven't. There's been no cutscenes of her or anything like that, and the I think the issue is the fact that all the dialogue with Melina, except for a couple of specific places like the churches and the um, in front of the frenzied flame and stuff like that, it's all on the critical path of the game. So a lot of what a lot of people do is they will you know they will obviously speak to her at the start. She gives you tyrant and then mm. takes you to round table hold and all that, but. People then just go off and explore, and they they before even potentially getting a great rune, they've cleared out all of the Weeping Peninsula, they've cleared yeah, yeah. out Limgrave, they've gone into Caelid, they've done a bunch of Leonia before they've even need to get a great rune, and it's not until you start progressing that 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 Melina, like almost up until like the capital, that that um, she becomes a more of a factor again, mm-hmm. and I think it's a shame because I think that it was a really interesting character, it's still mm-hmm. so mysterious, like and people don't know exactly the nature behind her and everything like that but it's just something i just want to bring up that it's like i wonder if it would have been much better for them to maybe put her in the round table hold at times where you actually mm. get to more to like get more lore from her or more interactions because I, I think a lot of people are expecting her to be like the maiden of this game the emerald herald the maiden in black the mm. doll from bloodborne where it's it's it feels like it it's ridiculous to say, but like to form a bond with that character that mm. you're basically coming back to all the time and speaking with, and she's not that character. So I just did, yeah. Did you also find that um, it's it's for a lot of people? I think it's easy to miss her dialogue if you don't go to a side of Grace and actually go and see. Ah, oh, there's an option there to talk to her. Correct, I reckon correct. I missed dialogue you're, with her. Uh, could no you doubt actually miss it? That. I didn't realize. Oh, totally. That. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because you can. Sorry, you don't miss it permanently. Sorry, Mike. Um, but it's more like you no. have to trigger at the side of Grace. Talk to Melanie. Yeah, yeah she's not talk to her. At the side but could of you Grace. get past? Can you get through the game without getting her dialogue? Oh, yeah, I reckon there's a whole bunch of times I didn't talk to really? her. No doubt. Yeah, there's oh. a couple because I realized forced, there's some forced interactions. But... Some are yeah, forced, some are but forced, there's quite yeah. a few that aren't. Um, yeah. that you have to actually oh, go to the many. Same, same as Rani, which we'll probably talk mm. talk about in a sec. There's a few points where you can interact with her at a side of grace that you can totally miss. Mm. Yeah. So, like, for me, I didn't have an issue, but I think maybe that's because I just played it a lot quicker, right? Yeah. So, for me, it was, like, more frequent that I'd... Mm. It, it, it was more, like, it was almost marking chapters or whatever, you, however you want to phrase yeah. it. You know okay, what I mean? So, it was like, sense. whoa, okay, she's back again. Okay, I'm up to a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas I, I'd imagine if you played twice as long as I have, you just yes. completely forgotten about her. And Dude, it's like, oh, totally. who are you again, bitch? <laughs> totally. I'm like, oh, wait, yeah. she's a character in this. Shit. Yeah, so I definitely did yeah. not have that experience. And I'm someone who's like, I kind of forget the characters. So for me, it was like very... It's also because the game feels so different in the cutscenes that it's so distinct. You know, mm. like I definitely notice it. So I, I like the character a lot. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. And I, I didn't get her ending if that makes sense so i've seen like uh short like videos and stuff like that of it so it seems interesting yeah Yeah, and look 
we don't do i don't know if we want to considering how long we've gone i don't know if we want to talk too in depth about endings but i i liked them i think that there there's three kind of main ones and like four variations of one of them that mm. is like mm. you know just slightly altered but what my favorite thing about the endings was the stuff you had to do to earn those endings were really interesting you know everything mm-hmm. around fear and the deathbed uh the deathbed companion and all the um cur- what is it the curse um curse mark or whatever like to get that ending everything to do with the lord of frenzied flame which is just really really cool that was a cool one yeah i like that one. yeah and i the like that, that that's the most yeah. distinct one right yeah because he physically uh, Rani, Rani's, well. very, Rani's very very Rani's probably the most involved. distinctive yeah. ending mm. but to yeah. me the lord of frenzied flame was distinctive because yeah. for the rest of the game you your character was totally different yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and i love that you cool. know that there was a way to remove it but you had to work for it you know things oh, like that mm. um but yeah look i liked them but i mean from soft these souls games have never had very elaborate endings anyway so. that was my gripe so my gripe mm. was i think i because i ended up because i thoroughly tried to do everything i could i got lucky enough that i could do all the endings or at least i think so, it was all the endings um, i did them all except the golden order one because i missed a step in the quest line there so um but because i was a bit of a a bit of a whore when it comes to this. I don't normally care about trophies. I don't normally care about achievements. But um, I, I heard you say, hey, why don't you just do the safe cloud thing and try to get all the different endings? And I'm like, hey, that's a cool way to actually experience the different endings without having to go to YouTube. Um, and I did try all the different endings. And I was a little disappointed that other than a, you know, one minute or something cutscene, there was no difference really in the feel of the endings. Um, but it's not meant to be experienced, though. I, I know, know you can do it. It's a bit of a I know that, known but hack, but I'd still be disappointed if I replayed the entire game and then had a slight different variation to the whole thing. I'd be like, mm. oh, it's a bit. I did all this work in this particular quest to get this, to this particular point that it would have been cool just to have something more, mm. or maybe like, a unique item, or like, I don't know, something different. Like Dung Eater's ending should have been like. It should have just been more than a color palette swap and a slight mm. dialogue change for mm. that because because it's so fucked up, you know. It's like, mm. the, <laughs> but um, look, at least they're getting better. They're getting better. Like Sekiro was probably the best game they've done in regards to that, uh, like narrative and and like endings and things, um, and the way they deliver it. But I think that the, this is a step up for the Souls games. But hundred percent, like it, it wasn't too far from Mass Effect for those variations. But I liked the fact that the unique stuff for Rani because that that quest was so involved mm-hmm. and so many Super steps. Involved. Probably that the if they did a color swap biggest. for Rani, that would be that would be very disappointing. So mm-hmm. yeah. So we're gonna skip talking about all the side quests. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe look, the, what about talk about your favorite? Talk yeah, about your favorite yeah. side quest each. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go first, I guess. So yeah. my favorite isn't is, isn't even on the the. The list that we have yep. from a, a role-playing perspective i really really liked um sorceress salen's um yep. side yep. quest i just loved um how you come across her um i love the the twists if you could call them that about her not being in her actual body um i loved the feeling of being in this world and and ha- having someone guide you um and and you being her apprentice and i know that you know you're not it doesn't really get that involved per se but i love the role-playing part of that if that makes sense of having Mm. this cool sage that mentors you throughout these things and as much as it was 
it's kind of bittersweet, but the ending was really fucking sad. Um, so you, you, I don't know if you did. Did you guys? Yeah. You guys? You, I did. You, yeah. Uh, did yeah, you do it as well? Yeah. It was a really weird ending, but it was just really sad. So she yeah. gets turned into this big, into this like, and I don't know what the lore behind that is, but you meet those enemies. It's like an amalgamation of multiple uh, sorcerers that were um, cur- not cursed. I don't know what the lore is. They, so they were I, basically. Yeah, I think the, the there's speculation two ways and i think one of them definitely seems like more obvious to me um spec the more obvious one is that that is the output of her working on the prime uh the primeval glintstone um path you know like that's what she got um barred from the academies because she was working on those kind of Mm. you know like almost like um blasphemous you know sorceries and that is the actual end result is actually becoming like that and the other one is um Renala doing that but I don't believe the Renala one because it's like mm. Renala is just a shell of herself she's not she doesn't care about anyone else like you know it's like to me that is almost like it's a self self-fulfilling prophecy that one Selen wanting to essentially go down that path and end up just becoming that so yeah I I read that I I interpreted it something like that as well I interpreted yeah. well I wasn't sure if it was a curse that that was bestowed on her um by something else or it's almost a metaphor that if you dwell too deep into into yeah. seeking knowledge um you end up like that and it's super sad because if you actually look really carefully at the character model of that so so you would have come across these enemies into god it's like these um spherical things that have multiple faces on oh them. yeah, yeah. That's such and a cool it's the design. faces of the yeah, mage yeah. things if you actually yeah, yeah. look you can see Glenstone's what i believe is right? her face oh, okay. as one of them merged in with with the rest of them and i just found that super sad as as mm. as like an ending to to a quest like that that to me was still one of the most memorable parts of the game or, or, or quests within the game that mm. surpassed the actual main quest of the game itself so I really liked it. Look, Rani's quest is fucking phenomenal. I'm not going to lie. Like, that is from... have never done anything like that mm. at all. Like, this is a quest line that not only leads to major ending, but is has major bosses, major areas that you wouldn't be able to get to. <laughs> yeah. Huge How areas. insane is that? Yeah. Like, all, all the... Like, the, the Eternal Cities, all that shit. It's nuts. But probably my personal favorite quest is actually... Um, Everything to Volcano Manor, specifically Raya, mm. the the girl. And I'm kind of... I didn't get her first part of the quest, and I've seen it, what happens afterwards. So I met her in the Volcano Manor. And just the the absolute surprise when you walk in after a while and you're like, what the f- she's a fucking lizard. And it was just the most yeah. unexpected thing. <laughs> and then you talk to her and she's just like cute and gentle lizard. But it's like, oh, no, you can't. I forgot to change it back. And it's just yeah. such a... So Such an amazing moment, Lizard and like, a few memes and stuff, and the way that her quest plays out as well. And it's honestly, it's I like obscure quest lines of Rum Software games. I, I'm a sh- it's a shame this one is really obscure because I think a lot of people aren't probably going to see it to its end, where you find her in like a bit of a hidden area in the volcano manor, 
and she like wants you to kill her and all that yeah, stuff. I didn't find her. At yeah, that exactly. Point. I, and it was a shame I missed it. But you can, you know, you like you can get to a point where she goes, she actually leaves and goes off an adventure and thanks you and everything. So it's one of the few rare quests that has a positive outcome, which was really <laughs> cool. Good but point. I just love that character, so it was super memorable. Really cool character. It's actually because um, I've, I've I left a bunch of messages on the ground and some. I mean, not major, I've like 50, 60 upvotes or something, but one of the ones that got upvoted the most was Didn't Expect Lizard, I think I wrote, <laughs> in front of her when, when I saw her. And obviously people like that one, so yeah. they upvoted it. The other thing I wanted to say to add to the side quest is I'm still very conflicted about the signposting of what's next or what the clue is. Because I, I just don't understand, like, unless you guys just, like, literally checked certain elements it's like where do i need to go next like what's going on here Hmm. like how you can actually piece it all together because some of it is so Uh, cryptic it's like fuck me like that's why i did miss like i missed that bit Mm. i had when when i got the the potion of forget forgetfulness or whatever i couldn't find her i had no idea where she was and i think i finished the game and i still couldn't figure out where she was and other stuff is cryptic but you can sorry you can figure it out um so i think with the with the 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 selling quest. But you have to write it down or something because it's no, like well, you well where's do, it you logged? It's to. not logged anywhere. It's like once it's they not, say this you shit, just have to remember it's shit. So, no, no, stuff like that is actually it's not no. So for example, with 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 that one where you find her her body in um in Rennie's rise, I think somewhere around there, and it's hidden. You have to sort of it's a hidden wall mm. in in a hidden area kind of thing. But there is actually, I think, a clue, and I don't know if it's something I bought from a merchant. There's, or yeah, there's a note that about, tells you about Celavus's hidden cell. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, okay. So I explored that, and then I I found that thing there, and I'm like, okay, I see. This is related to that quest, but not because I. I knew that was related to the quest, but because I read the note, went and explored there, and then I stumbled across the rest of the quest, if mm. that makes sense. I'm I'm torn because I definitely think you're right, Intergot. Like, there's a lot of times where things just will be said, and if you don't remember it, and this is a long-ass game, yeah. Mm. Um, and if you leave that quest and come back 50 hours later, like, you've yeah, got to have okay. a damn good memory. Um, that is a shame, but the thing for me, the reason I'm torn is because the more that you have like maybe a log or a last thing they said, the closer this gets to becoming like every other open world game. Yeah. And I, I think the, the part of it as well is that I, that's what leads into that community aspect that I actually, I really, what, what other game does this? It's like Zelda having those, those bushes you can burn. You wouldn't fucking find that yourself, you know, it's like, I kind of almost like that mystery, but you're right. There's, there's a lot of stuff that just is, you would never find out. Um, or you would have to be incredibly lucky or like have a great memory to mm. be able to figure it out. So Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's interesting that they added the NPCs to the map, right? And they didn't have that yeah. before. Mm. Like I do feel like that helped with some. It's a little bit of their <laughs> reflection of like, uh, maybe this is more obscure than we thought it was gonna be executed. Um I, I, and I'm not saying much, like uh, yeah, I just feel like there's just a little bit of a yeah, and maybe it's yeah. a little bit my bad as well because I'm not engaging enough with the extra shit in the game. So yeah, but but like Millicent, for instance. So you follow her quest line and she'll appear at places, and some of them it's like okay, that makes sense. And one of them she's like off from where a side of Grace is. That if you've already explored that area, you might not walk over that. Direction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like I do wish that some of the the NPCs that travel on their quest to different areas. 
I do wish that they moved them a little bit closer to like critical paths that you would retread yeah. all the time. So anyway, yeah, yeah. quests yeah. are great in this game. Oh, yeah, amazing. I think let's skip the DLC speculation because yeah, it yeah. will come up because they, no, they're going to have DLC. Yeah. Tell you what it's going to be. It's that middle bit in between all the towers <laughs> where the clouds are. Right there. That is, I'm calling it now. I will say FromSoft never do the obvious DLC. That's so true. We'll that's see. What, we'll see. That's what it yeah, everyone's be, like, oh, it's going to be PvP, Cauldron or something like that. So I hope not. All right. As we said, we gave this game, what was it? 95, 96, 97. So... Play Absolutely game. amazing game. Play, Play the game. game. It's going to yep. be game of the year. Let's just not even like, let's just do oh, yeah. game of the year, <laughs> but like we'll already put it in. It's game of the yeah. year. What's going to come do... second? Second is now the game of the year. That's, That's what I was say. It's a big wigs. Elden, Elden Ring presents big wigs game of the year. Pretty second much. Like runner up. <laughs> if there's runner another up. game that game gets released year. this year, that's better than it. Holy fuckeroni. Like, mm. what a game that's going to be, right? Like, the only game I thought Starfield. for me could have been up there was, like, Breath of the Wild 2, potentially. Like, if, 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 I, if Breath of the Wild and then you add the actual dungeons in there, it's like, whoa, that's insane, right? I like how Starfield. Joe Jives is still watching and he actually said, is Elden Ring any good? <laughs> nah. Nah, shit, don't worry about it. I've been shitting Dude, on it for a while. You got to rewatch the whole three hours. But wait, if you yeah. watched all of this, what? He's not. Are you even well, going to play the game sh- then, Joe? Shut on the game because you. Plus, we've given you all the spoilers, so. <laughs> well, lucky we, it's the kind of game where spoilers don't don't really, really matter. matter way, yeah. But yeah. Well, it's a good thing we didn't put our review in a normal podcast episode then. Let me just that's say that. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, why don't we say goodbye, sign off after almost three hours? Jesus. Play Elden Ring. Goodbye. Later. <laughs> Later.